Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel and our Hellraiser Retrospective Podcast, where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. Go to WeirdGeeks.com to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details, and news on our very own feature films, albums, and shorts that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced, and no infringement is intended. Welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel. Every single Friday we take you through another installment. In a classic horror franchise right now, we are working our way through the Hellraiser mythos. I don't know what you want to call it, because it's certainly not coherent enough to be a franchise, I don't think. We are on part eight, Hellworld. I am your host throughout, Al White, and joining me, Katie Watson. Hi. And Justin Macaroni Maraconda. Hello. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. It's very windy. It is very windy today. Which hopefully won't play up with our recording too much. I just feel like it's going to remake everyone sick if you're not already sick. The wind? Mm. Yeah, because it blows all the crap around. Yeah, that is true. And there's a lot of crap it. here in LA. Yeah. yeah. Shuffling the crap. It's properly distributing it, so we're yeah. all on the same page. So everyone will be equally sick. Yeah. Excellent. Perfect. Hellraiser Hellworld came out in 2005, the same year as last week's movie, Deader. Oh, I can't so say that one. I can't say any of these words. Hellworld and Deader. We're waiting to hear what this was going to be called. Uh, it gets a 4.3 out of 10 on the IMDb, which is right down there with the lowest so far. Uh, released on 6th of September in 2005. Directed by Rick Bota, a dear old friend who's been around for the last three movies. Uh, written by Joel Swisson, who did the story. We're going to get to that. Carl V. Dupree, who has uh, been around on previous films of Hellraiser. Music by Lars Anderson, who did a bunch of Command & Conquer games, Justin. Yeah. And now he's a producer of stuff you've never heard of. Uh, the DP is Gabrielle Kusoth, who does a bunch of the Prophecy sequels, did Return of the Dead Necropolis. This is now the Romanian dude like last time, because they're shooting these back-to-back in Romania. Romania. Again, this causes some problems because Rick Boda doesn't speak Romanian. So there's quite a lot of stuff with his DP where, like, I know on Deda, there's not much report on Hellworld, but on Deda, he couldn't really talk to his DP very well because they didn't understand each other. That's brilliant. Yep. Hellraiser Hellworld stars Lance Henriksen as the host. Catherine Winnick as Chelsea, who I'm going to be referring to as Blondie. Christopher Jackard as Jake, who I'm going to refer to as the white geek. Or emo boy. Racist. We'll go with emo boy, sure. Uh, Carrie Payton as Derek, who I'm going to refer to as black guy. Or you could refer to him as cyborg. Racist. Henry Cavill as Mike, who I'm going to refer to as Superman. Well, you got cyborg and Superman in this. Did you know that? No, is that? Yeah, Derek is... The guy that plays Derek, whatever, is oh, the voice of Cyborg. He's the voice of Cyborg. Yes, yeah, like not, like not the body of. No, no, like Cyborg as in like Teen Titans, oh, Teen Titans Go. To, yeah, like he is the voice. Uh, not Cyborg in Justice League. No, the right. better one. He's a better Cyborg. Okay, so uh, Anna Tolpert as Allison, who I'm going to refer to as Britchick. Uh, totally racist. Doug Bradley returning as Pinhead Four, but we're going to call him 
Pinhead. <laughs> We're going to call him Spency Boy. Needle face. <laughs> uh, for the last time, this is the final Doug Bradley performance as Pinhead. So you're saying Where'd you we go? don't really need to watch the other ones. <laughs> well, arguably, you don't need to watch most of these. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's our job. You need to watch after the first one. <laughs> but I mean, if you look Maybe at three. his performance in this one, he's kind of checked out. Well, we'll get to it. Uh, and we have special little performances in here as well. We've got uh, Carl V. Dupree, the writer, is actually a bartender in this. And Gary J. Tunnicliffe. Remember, we keep mentioning that guy who's been doing makeup effects for most of these. He did it mm. three, four, six, seven, this one. He is the bound centibite in this. Uncredited, but budgeted at $5 million. So this is over twice what Inferno had. It's over what Hellseeker had. It's <gasps> over what Detta had. This is the biggest budgeted yeah. one since Bloodline. Straight to DVD. Straight to the DVDs. And lucky that that happened. So normally we start off these podcasts, we're talking about the year. We talk about the top 20 films that happened that year. And we talk about some horror films that happened that year. So we can understand the landscape of when this film was released. However, this movie is an exception for us because it was released the same year as Dedda. So we've already done that. So if you want to get those lists, just go to last week's episode for Dedda. And you can listen to the beginning of that and we'll run through everything. So this episode will be a tiny bit shorter <laughs> because of that. So let's get into how this film was made. So as we mentioned, it was filmed back to back in Romania with Deda. It's actually shot. I've done. Oh, I've read so many interviews about this <laughs> film to try and piece it together because it I'm is sorry. a modeled history. It was shot between October and Christmas of 2002. They did both of them. And we know they're giving them about four weeks shooting time, basically, to do each of these. Now, Rick Boda really wanted the two films to feel completely different from each other, which I'll say, it's, you know, he succeeded with that. Yeah. This and Dead are very different films. Yeah. And it was being, so this film was being written, Hellworld was being written as, at the time, Deadworld was what it was called, while Deader was being shot. So they didn't have a script while they were shooting Deader and they knew that they were going to be making uh, Hellworld. And then they were going to be leaving just one week break, just between finishing Deader and then starting to shoot Hellworld without this finished script being done. That's crazy. So they were going to finish Deader, get all locations, do the casting. It almost feels like... All pre-production and just go and shoot. Both of those budgets went to, like, kind of both. One had probably less of that budget and they just funneled the rest towards <laughs> yeah, Hellworld. Yeah, it was like someone yeah. just said five million and then like, they meant both, but they yeah. counted it as separately. <laughs> You're like, uh, the first Deader was only 200k... <laughs> and this movie was the entire 8 million. Wow. You rem- I remember you said that next week when we were dealing with the film that didn't have much more than 200k. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think I have the black lungs. I think the flu. Oh, it's the wind. The wind. Uh, Windy flu. So their original script that they were working on while they were shooting Dead Earth for Hellworld was centered on a rave. <laughs> Which in some ways is similar to what we end up getting, weirdly. <laughs> So they're a week prior, pretty much. They're about, well, it's actually, so some people said a week prior. I have since read interviews with the writer, Carl Dupree, who says he got it 10 days before. So I think it's like probably like two weeks prior to when it was meant to start shooting. Rick Boda decides that the script isn't good enough. So oh, they're finishing shooting Deader. And Rick's like, nope, I'm not feeling this rave script that we're about to do for Dead World. So they, he decides, what do we have on the shelf? That we can turn into a Hellraiser movie. What is better than what we've been writing? Yeah. That we can at the last second just swoop in and sort out. 
So they look over the uh, Weinstein Company's Dimension Films, what they've got on the shelf, and they end up having... Now, it's actually credited, if you go on IMDb at Wikipedia, as a book, a novel. It's not true. It was a treatment for a film uh, that was written by a guy called Joel Soisson. Uh, so this is called Dark Can't Breathe, which if you think about the end of this movie. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, Dimension owned this treatment, and they let them take it because... Who gives a shit, frankly? So they yeah. decided that this was better than what they already had. Yep, yep. So this movie, as you as we'll go through it, is basically everything that you're gonna see. Like it had the house, it had the party, it had the host character, and it had the twist ending. But then all the Hellraiser stuff had to be shoved into it. So in order to do that, they went to Carl V. Dupree, who had worked with them on Hellseeker, and come up with the initial idea for that. Give us all of the Lamont configuration. The props that you have. Yep. Yeah. What do you have lying around that we don't have to build anymore? And I just said <laughs> exactly. it wrong because they say it wrong in this film, which really pissed me off. Now <laughs> they, they I do. just read it in my notes that yes, I was annoyed, and now I just said it wrong. Lamont. Lamont. Lamonti. The Lamonti <laughs> configuration. Lamonte Cristo. <laughs> the Count um, <laughs> Lamonte Cristo. Uh, so Carl oh. Dupree was brought in. He has, and again, there's been a bunch of people who said he has two days of reports online. It is incorrect. He in an interview has stipulated, and I've listened to his very voice saying this, he had 10 days to rewrite the script. He was writing 10 pages a day. That much. And yeah, he, 10 pages a day? Like, that doesn't take that long. You've done better than that, Al. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. being lazy. Like, but he said he wasn't also, you know, he's also, I mean, he's kind of been fair and, but, and yet weirdly proud. I'll be honest, I listened to him for a couple of hours talking about his movies and mostly his involvement in Hellraiser. No offense to him, maybe he's a lovely, lovely guy. Doesn't sound like the most talented person in the world. Mm. <laughs> um, he's proud of a lot of things in these films, and I'm like, hmm. Anyway, he was brought in to take this dark, can't breathe treatment and basically turn it into a Hellraiser movie and shovel that stuff in. So a lot of it was there. This was a fully fleshed out treatment, basically a script. So we've talked before uh, on IMDb, the last four movies, Inferno. Hellseeker, Deader, and this are down in most people's books as spec scripts that were then Hellraiser was shoved into. I've actually heard even more stuff now that proves that all of the others were not. They were not, were not, were not spec scripts. This is the first true spec script that had shoved, something shoved into it, essentially, in the Hellraiser franchise. Um, and I think you can tell. I don't know that that speaks very well for the other ones that we thought were spec scripts. No. With just... Hellraiser wedged in. I mean, there were things that around one, I, them. There was one where they took stuff from another story, but then they totally, like, re, you know, like, this is, like, the only one where they really just took a thing and then fitted it Because to me, Deader felt way more like a spec script than this yeah. one did. Yeah, Deader was not. Well, Deader was like, actually Carl v, uh, Sorry, no, it wasn't Carl v. Poopy. It was, um, what's his name? Fuck, I forgot his name. Tim Day. Yeah, Deader kind of just felt like a Lifetime cult movie that yeah. got turned upside down. <laughs> Well, they went to hell. They went to hell instead, and they dropped acid on the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, Calvi Dupree wrote this one, rewrote this one. He left all the deaths blank because he didn't know what they were going to have there and available. So he was basically like, someone dies here, you figure it out, basically. What nice. props you Insert have. Insert death here. Yep. That's what they should have called it. And he said, quite, kind of proudly in the interview I heard him with, he was like, we've figured out by this point, because by the time you're at this point in the series, you don't need Pinhead that much. You don't need your villains that much. You just need shadows of like the box and Pinhead basically across, across things. And then he starts talking about Gareth Edwards Godzilla and saying how, like, I think that had just come out at the time. 
was about and he was like you see the monster isn't in that film very much you know you know like he was he was really happy oh when he was giving this interview yeah that was like wait i was like that still didn't come out in 2005 or 2006 no sorry sorry yeah. when he was giving the interview yeah yeah, yeah. no no like, Why doesn't yeah, he like, just bring all of the classics and run them through the mud <laughs> and drag them down with his film? It's funny hearing him talk about it, though, because he's like, yeah, the, like the monster's like, there's only like three minutes of Godzilla in that movie. And he's oh, but I haven't actually seen it. Apparently, there's 20 minutes at the end where he's just like fighting something. But most of the time, you don't see the monster in that movie. So, wow. you know, I was doing the right thing by keeping Pinhead out of these. I hope this guy is a nice guy. And he really thinks the franchise is brilliant. Like, he really does. He's like the entire franchise. So there's a bit of a lull in the middle, which is him talking about the space one. What? <laughs> but that's that's what? what he considers the worst one? Yeah. yeah. The space one was the... Wow. <clears throat> you are incorrect, sir. So Clearly, you don't like science. Also returning... <laughs> or history. Space. Also returning, as we mentioned, his makeup effects artist, Gary Tunnicliffe, who was very excited, as always, about the film. He's always happy to be involved. And his little quote from him at the time is like, we're doing lots of hooks, lots of bug stuff, and lots of lots of gore. We have an homage of sorts to the original female Cenobite from the first film, and an appearance by Chatterer. Old Chomper himself, Justin. There, were no, there was like one hook. Yeah, there, there was. was one there was one. one. Yeah, there was only one That's hook. what I said. There's only one. So there's a lot of hooks. Lots of hooks. <laughs> but he means apparently. like story hooks. <laughs> there's a lot of there's hooks. A lot more literal hooks. So a lot of people also say online, this film sat on the shelf for three years. It's not quite true, so I don't want to rectify that a little bit. When you put the dates together, because I think a lot of people think, oh, they shot it here, and then it didn't come out to here. They're forgetting about a thing called post-production. That right. can take quite a while. So this film was shot after Dead at the end of 2002, uh, right up to Christmas time. Uh, post would have started on both by the beginning of 2003. So we know by August 2003, Dedder was completed because audio commentaries have been recorded that Doug Bradley says he was involved with. And Dedder was originally planned to be released on Halloween 2003, with Hellworld intended to be spring 2004. But Dedder ended up being released in June 2005, so it's out on the shelf for about a year and 10 months. Uh, and Hellworld then released in September 2005, which was only three months later. So if the post was a similar time frame, then it probably had a year and a half on the shelf. So sure, that's it's quite a long time, and you do get worried. And there are interviews with Doug Bradley going, "I don't know what's going on with these. It's always worrying when you put poor work into something, and then it just sits on the shelf collecting dust." Because you have an editing team somewhere going, "What the fuck? <laughs> Where is? Who is this now?" Yeah, this one to me, like com- completely. Yeah, it could have sat on the shelf, covered from dust. It also could have taken a year and a half on and off for them just going, "Well, we don't have any budget. Like, let's just do a little bit here, a little bit there, and just like." Well, I mean, if it, it came out, two thousand two, shot two thousand, shot two thousand two. Maybe like, let's wait for someone to like become something. Yes. Which did happen, but they didn't wait long enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, there not. were a couple of scenes at the end that I remember even pointing out to you that definitely looked like pickup shots because they couldn't get their lead girl back. Yeah. Because it was, it was not her I, from behind. Yeah. No, it absolutely is not. And we will definitely get to yeah. that. But I, um, I can't find anything to do with Reachlessness. I don't think they had the time to be able to go back to, they have to have to fly uh, back to Romania for this stuff. Yeah. Like it was definitely done. It could have just literally been a thing, which happens on sets. We had to do it on our first film that you have to let a portion of your crew a portion of your cast leave early because you just can't stretch your budget any further and you have to plan that ahead hopefully but with this they probably didn't get to plan it ahead and right. it just happened and then so al had to wear a wig yep no, a portion of this and <laughs> Both. so that is the weird spotty history of what is going to be the end of a chapter of hellraiser for us so we talked about in the first uh, film podcast that there are four 
chapters so far. Depending on how far in the future you're listening to this and how many more <laughs> of these we've had to record. Oh, boy. Uh, there are four chapters in the Hellraiser series. There are the first two films, which are seen as one era. There are the first four films, which are seen as the cinematically released ones. And then there is this whole bunch of basically straight to DVD. People think they're based on spec scripts, but that's not entirely true. Era that then closes out with this film, the final Doug Bradley. Now, after this, we're in a whole different era, uh, which is the post Doug Bradley, post really even straight to DVD release, <laughs> like straight straight to your phone maybe, which we'll be getting into next week. So will we? <laughs> <laughs> Just soak this up, guys, because you've got faces that you recognize, you've got voices that you recognize, and you have a director who, I will say this about him, I've complained a lot about Rip Bota, but he has done three films that feel different, even if his directing may not have improved, the, the feel of them, the look of them, the stories, like they are three deviating it's not like you made Inferno, Hellseeker, and then right. a film like that, and you just go three identical, you know. Yeah. These are three very, very different movies. That's true, at well, least. Well, because they're all different spec scripts. <laughs> a little bit cynical from you there, Justin. Um, all right, let's get into the movie. Starting off once again with our Dimension Films logo, which I don't know why I always gets my hopes up stupidly every time. <laughs> yeah, they're like a dogma font. Yeah. I was like, cool-ish. <laughs> so we're starting on someone digging, and it's a teenager. Uh, so immediately for me, we're in a different demographic here because... Yeah. Like, okay, teens from the off. Right. And I wrote, I'd hate digging too if I was him. He just looked angry digging. He was an angry boy. Got all those scars all over it's him. It's like that early, mid-2000s emo, punk, pop punk, angsty phase. Yep. Yeah. Well, then he screams to the heavens as well. Yeah. <laughs> which which but, we see a lot in this yeah. film. We do see quite a bit. That's where I was like, yeah, man, I'd be pissed too if I had to dig. Yeah. Not the strongest way to open. Um, and then we get really fuzzy looking titles yeah <laughs> like, and cheap music even on the blu-ray version of this this was not crisp titles i don't know why everything else is all right but yeah yeah but, the music's fucking terrible yeah just i mean i mentioned it last week i think was that the one no it was hellseeker was the one that was really bad no hell oh fuck i don't remember anymore mm, there them. was the sexy jazz one in i didn't mind that that was inferno this last music was not that good was it the last music wasn't that good yeah man this remember. is terrible this music is very, yeah. very bad and then I wrote back, uh, back to the UK because, or whatever, because you had casting by whatever someone in the UK. So I was oh like, yeah, there's kind of the show in Romania. It's all going to be cast in the UK, uh, for sure. Which is why you have people like Henry Cavill and yeah. Like then uh, you had like a few Americans, which was like, dang, dude, you guys traveled hella far for this. You were like, I'm in a movie. <laughs> I'm in a Hellraiser. It's gonna be tight. And they would have been told, oh, you know, a week before, if that, a few days before. Like, come yeah. on in. So it proudly boasts a film by Rick Boda, which gets its own card sequence at the beginning with a shot of birds in trees, which I'm waiting to mean something. It feels like a Jeepers Creepers movie at that yeah. point, but no, no, just, oh, we saw some birds shoot that quickly. Looks creepy. So we get a funeral. We got shots of lots of teens, including Superman himself, who are hugging and crying and looking like they don't know how, how their young cry? careers already <laughs> got to this point. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> We just started. We're already <laughs> doing Hellraiser. Then there are two nuns and the priest just wandering around this funeral. Yeah. I've learned later that over the year and a half that this was on the shelf, Rick Boda, who we talked about before, had talked to Clive Barker and Clive Barker had really liked his Hellseeker movie. Um, or told him at least that he liked his Hellseeker yeah. movie. 
Was he drunk? Uh, Clive Barker was given this film to give notes on as well. Now, can you imagine being Clive Barker and seeing uh, this film, particularly from someone you've sort of made some sort of friendship with in the past? Um, no idea really what he said, other than he did tell him to add some nuns at the beginning, because the nun was going to come in later. He's like, put some nuns in at the beginning. So, you know, ties not in. everything has to come full circle for it to be meaningful. Like, also, not everything Clive Barker says or writes is necessarily yeah, going to be gold. It's true. <laughs> He's had way more misses than hits. Especially these nuns, because they really don't do anything. They just kind of like hold each other's hand painfully and walk around. Yeah. There's a really sleepy opening to this yeah. movie. There's no energy. It's just people at a funeral. Even the teens grieving is not very believable. So no, no. you're just like. And they got out of the car person. and they're like, hey, what's up? I'm like, are they going to school? I wasn't even sure where it is. Yeah, no, it's confusing because we basically got all right. So we've got Brit Chick, who's the one who's played by Anna Tolpert. Uh, we've got Blondie, who's going to end up being our lead, but here I really wasn't getting that. Who's played yeah. by Catherine Winnick. Uh, we've got the black guy played by Carrie Payton, who's cyborg. cyborg Just kind of cyborg. And then we got uh, Superman. Superman, who is of course played by Henry Cavill, who's going to be our jock dude, the bro, brotastic. And then Jake, who is our what are you call him? Emo boy. Emo boy. Yeah, I think that he works. He's very best emo. Friend. He's a similar age, but definitely uh, not a part of the group, and they're all clearly not getting along. And then we learn that the kid who died is called Adam. Are we getting straight away that this is the kid at the beginning, or is that... No. No, not at all. Okay. I had no idea who anyone was. I didn't know who, why, should I even care? <laughs> Are you excited to be spending 90 minutes with these people? <laughs> I was excited to see uh, Cyborg, and I was like, whoa, what the heck? And then Henry uh, Cavill as well, I was like, Dude, this yes. is the Justice League is assembling They're right going now. To, yeah, it's like they are assembled and They're gonna damn, fight that, Pinhead. Is she Raven? Is that girl Raven? <laughs> British girl Raven? The other girl Starfire? Oh man. And either. that must be Robin Emo. <laughs> oh yeah, he would totally be and Robin. Beast Boy is who died. <laughs> so that's what's happening. They're gonna solve the crime. No, they were like two different iterations of Robin, you know? Like, yeah. Did, like yeah, the Robin who got murdered by Joker and <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, we learned the kid who died is Adam, and then the teens are trying to basically the teen they're trying to get across in the, the Teen Titans and trying to get across in this opening that oh, it's like father's just off, doesn't care that he's dead. Uh, oh, I didn't even catch that. That went over my head. That's what Cyborg one line. tells you. Oh, he said he's so like, bad. man, his father, no one even knows. Could have been. He said something like he could have been in Europe, could have been in Alaska. I heard that part. No one knows. I no one know. knows. And then the mother's apparently been like committed or something. Yeah, she's in the loony bin. <laughs> they're like, she's gone crazy because of this. And then they're like, we're the closest thing he had to family. Yeah, I was just like, what the hell? What are all these other people at the funeral yeah, then? Yeah, that's how I was confused. Who are all like, these other So then they slip in it for the first time. Hey, look, we were all addicted to hell. World. Yeah. And that's where you get that sinking feeling. Oh, shit. It's not going to be good. Again, at least it's not called Dead World. I don't know which is worse, Dead World or Hell World. Dead World for sure. Yeah. Is worse? Particularly coming after Deader. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, true. But then again, if Hell World had come directly after Hellseeker. Yes. <laughs> yeah, then it would have been bad. At least they I deviated mean, they all, a bit. It was just not a solver. good, is it? Yeah, no. <laughs> Let's be honest. And then, yeah, they're talking. So, like, we should all have seen this come in. We get this terrible dolly shot where we reveal Jake, uh, emo boy, is sitting behind them. No, uh, he does. They, Henry Cap, Superman, being the nice Superman that he goes, Hey man, how's you holding up? Or how are you doing? And he goes, How do you fucking think I'm doing? Yeah. And he's like, oh. it's like, it's your guy's fault. Then he walks away. I'm like, I wrote down, Jake is a dick. 
But he walks away and then they pan, they do this dolly and then he's just sitting behind them. Yeah, oh, no, you think, you think he's like walked away and then they talk about something else and she's like, should they talk about house heads and... Yeah, they're saying, like, we should all have seen this coming and then yeah. the dolly's and then he And he just starts opening his mouth again from right behind yeah. them. He's You're just like, like, what the fuck? Sneaky little bastard. He's like, I'm not like you guys. And then he leaves again. <laughs> he is. And I go, what a real dick. He's just, oh, he is just, as a character, but particularly as an actor, just miserable, mawkish. Like, there's nothing to him. Like, nothing. Like, this is meant to be, I think, the sympathetic, oh, it's a dorky kid. He was closest to the guy who's died. He's the one who's got more, like, catharsis than the other characters. And yeah, I feel less for him than I do the rest of them who are a bunch of chumps. I was also like, is that his boyfriend or his, I wrote twin brother. No, brother. Yeah, for a while no. I thought the first time I watched this. Because to be clear, yeah, to everyone listening, it's normal with every film. You two hadn't seen this film before. I've seen it, unfortunately, like four times. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is it his twin brother? And then I wrote brother or lover. <laughs> that daddy only brother, two lover. Options. His brother, lover. I like wrote over whatever, what I had, put twin, then I put brother and then I put lover. So it all is just... He was a hell world, bro, man. He was a like hell bro. if you're playing Warcraft with your buddies. It's a Sea of Thieves friend. Listen for people who listen to this podcast in the future when Sea of Thieves is out. Lucky people. It's a bro fest. So, then, uh, yeah, the blondie's calling out after him. So we get that, oh, there's a bit of a sort of a connection between them two, which is weird. Which I did not get. Because she's... Just weird. They just don't seem compatible in any way. Plus, she's got ribbons in her hair at this point. Which is, oh, they're yeah. like the little black rubber bands. That was very in in that time. Scrunchies, it's terrible. Scrunchies, literally... no, uh, they're like these still... little tiny black rubber bands, and you would like join different pieces of your hair together to where it was like netted. Uh-huh. But too much wasn't cool, and not enough wasn't cool. You had to get like just the right amount. It was like the little uh, butterfly clips. Okay, yeah. you had to get like just the right. Well, amount. this is the thing that they clearly did on the day because like, oh shit, we need. Because time's going to pass after this scene. Oh, we yeah. need her to look different. What can we do? Put yeah. some things in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. It kind of suited her character, though. I thought she would totally do that. No, but she's so prissy after this. Like, she's really just like the cheerleader chick Yeah, after but they're this. all meant to have this, like, gothiness to them. So you think it's just when kind she's kind in the hell world hard... phase? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, now, and then she gets out of it, maybe. She's still kind of gothy after this. No, I didn't She's get just it. more like sexy goth girl. I got a purely like yeah. cheerleader chick. She's not gothy at all after. I was just like, you're I just. I can't remember. She has like a. a she's wearing leather pants. That's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. You're like, that's but they're not brown goth. leather. They're not even black leather. Anyway, so Emo Boy walks off. So Blondie inappropriately goes over to grope the coffin. Yeah, after they've said. I wish we could just see his face one more time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then she right. rudely opens it. I wrote, that's rude. <laughs> it was really rude. But they, they film her stroking it and then there's all these squeaks. Like she's just like squeaky, yeah. squeaky. Stroke, and there's like a broken piece on the rail of it. I was like, what the heck? So, yep. What was that about? <laughs> I think it's just uh, a prop that broke. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, are they going to slam it on her finger right there? Or? I thought she was like, going to cut her finger. Yeah, it probably take two of the first takes. She fucked it up or something. Yeah. And they're just like, I was like, Shit, it's jammed. We've got to put a little wedge here and break it open. So she, yeah, she opens the coffin and then Adam's looking like Deadpool. Um, and then yeah. reaches out and grabs her and she wakes up, which is a line, thankfully, I didn't have to write as much in this one. Yeah. As yeah. I have in some of the previous films. This is true. But I was worried at this point. Like, oh boy. How many times will I have to type out? And she wakes buckle up. Buckle your seatbelts, kids. <laughs> now she doesn't have the little ribbons in the hair or whatever we're calling them. It says two years later. 
It is two years. Did it say that? Oh, yeah. I totally missed that. Totally missed that. Yeah. I didn't know how much time had passed. She's got a picture of four owls behind her, which I thought was an interesting art choice. I love them. They're just right there, just peering over her shoulder. <laughs> and she's in what looks like a dormitory, but I don't know. Yeah, That'd it was be, very like, small, like apartment. She probably lives in a studio. Yeah. She's sleeping on the couch. Yeah, she lives in the sound stage. <laughs> Someone's knocking on the door, but then there's no one there when she's looking for the peephole, and then the door opens, and there's a leather-coated sort of centibite, I guess. A cool chomper. <laughs> was what I was like, oh, cool, <laughs> chomper. He's like, fit, cool. He's got a girlfriend. Out. I'm like, you know, it is hell world. They love hell world. So maybe they're dating. <laughs> I was like, Chomper, you, you have gone over the wall. It's just going to be a dating app. And it's just it will be like, like, where hell meets mortal world. That would be awesome. It'd be like, you've got mail, but with Cenobites dating. Yeah, and Chompers. Like cheerleader that. chicks. Yeah. She seems to know that it's Superman and Cenobites. Then she like goes on about Cenobites don't really exist. So then she starts to map out. Like, yeah, sure, we've been playing this game, but it's not real in the Lamont configuration. Or yeah, this is it, where she says the Lamont configuration. Lamont. I didn't open the Lamont configuration, so. The Lament configuration. Stupid actors. Add stupid director <clears throat> let him get away with this. configuration. He has directed more movies in this series than anybody else by far. No one's done two. He's done three. Yeah. And he can't pronounce the fucking box. Yeah. Can't pronounce a lot of things. This is the beginning of them not being able to speak for at this all. This is the beginning. This is the beginning. Uh, I, guess, I don't mind for most of it, though. Chant. Yeah. Oh, don't even. Oh, my God. Just butchers it. So, yeah. She's going on about Cenobites don't really exist. And it's like, plus, even if they did exist, I didn't even open the box. So you couldn't, couldn't get me. So we're really trying to get across this meta fucking, or at that time, it would have been post-post-modern scream. Yeah. We understand the rules of the world that we're in. I'm cheeky teenager. Which will say this. I don't look. This series has been to some stupid places. It's gone all over the map. I don't mind that idea. I don't mind the idea of a fun teen film where they know about Hellraiser and Pinhead, and it's kind of a joke to them. Um, I don't like it. It's based around a massively multiplayer <laughs> online game, which also looks like the most shitty oh, game yeah. ever. We're about to get to that. That is, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> but. But I don't mind the basic principle of what they could be doing here if it had half a quarter, an eighth of the charisma of a Scream or even an Urban Legend or even a Urban Legends 2. <laughs> like, I don't... But for me, this is not, like, working. Plus, it's 2005 by the time this comes out. This was 10 years too late, basically. It's very late to the slasher party. They're five oh, years yeah. past 90 slashes being a thing anymore. But I guess if it was shot in 2002... At that point, they're only a couple of years. That's why they're going to kick it up with the novel idea of a party. Yeah, we're going to get that rave in there somehow, which is weird that the original idea was a rave and then the script, the spec strip, they kind of took off. With why did, this basically was basically rave. a rave. Yep. I kind of want to see the rave now. I know. It would have been sweet. Pinhead showed how cool he was at that first club in JP's club. Yep. And we could do a scene like Jason, Freddy vs. Jason, when Jason goes to the rave in the cornfield and he's on fire. Oh. Yeah. Pinhead on fire. Did it. Already been <laughs> awesome. So yes. Then uh what do we have? So what's going on? Uh she's hanging out with Superman and he logs on to the game. Um and Wait, when he comes in, doesn't he kind of kiss her on the cheek or something? I don't even know. They he's kiss. clearly like he's basically there to fuck. And they yeah. Yeah, but it's very unclear in this film if they've like if I feel like they've hooked up at some point, but yeah. she kind of regrets she's it. She's regretting it. Yeah. yeah. And he's just there to like 
yeah, have some fun. Well, he wasn't there to clearly have some fun because he went straight to your computer. <laughs> he goes straight to a computer. He's like, "I got your computer." I'm like, uh, hey. "He's like, oh, you've got your bitch face on." And then this he just loads on to Hell World, which as a computer user would take you a little while. You got to like work out. No, no, they, my they've got super super speed internet, and that computer <laughs> is top notch. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because it has to render. Well, now with those Three graphic cards on the side of the screen yeah. and then like this fucking hazy portal to nothing yeah it is this is to even pretend it just don't show the screen yeah just don't show the screen just show like just when you sound. click something and it pops up and it goes Blue, you're invited to cool party yeah <laughs> cool party <laughs> you are cordially invited Only cool people to the le marchant <laughs> <laughs> so so explain me this they're playing hell world and which basically is like it looks like a 1989 point and click adventure title yeah are you ready to get this entire movie destroyed with like something i realized when this uh, when i got to like the end so how did the dad get the invitation in there because this has to be a master hacker yeah or did he own the company? So technically, it's his fault for yeah, his did son. Yeah, he buy Hell World? Yeah. It, the two options, yes. The spoilers for when we get to yeah. the ending, but the dad is the host, or yeah. Lance uh, Henriksen, is behind all of this. So yeah, in order to do this, oh. yeah, he would have to have either hacked in... Which I don't think he's capable <laughs> of doing, because he's kind of an idiot. Or he could have paid someone, I guess, to hack in. But then to have basically added this prize to everybody, because there is a real party going on. We're going to get to that, but that is actually happening. Yeah. The party is real. You know, all these people who have been invited through the game to go there, unless he just went out on the street. Do you think he just like sent it to them, hacked into their computers, and then just went out on the streets or and just invited he, people to what, his house? What's to stop him from just get contacting the people at Hellworld and saying, I want to host a party and I want these four I've people? Got, like the Le Marchand house or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which we're going to get to is that, that, that house yeah. and then said, I want to host this party. And then they would have been like, oh, this is awesome. Maybe. And then just said, I want these four people invited. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure they will win. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how you win this game. <laughs> the, the, That's so stupid. What's his name? I don't remember. I feel bad calling him the black guy. No, it's D- Derek. Name? He's Derek. Derek. But he's, we got white just call, guy. We got like, like I'm not calling him black guy because he is so stereotypically directed to be, you are the black guy You're in this movie. You're the funny black guy. You are the dorky, but dweeby white cyborg. guy. Just call him cyborg. You are the jock. So yeah. Superman boy. No, but he has to like defeat something, he said, in order to win right. this invitation. Yeah. But then the girl goes and does it like in one second. Well, well yeah. he does it even quicker. He does no. it in like two seconds. No, no, he at least had a try at it. He was like, oh, oh, like no, struggling. No, no. She's on the phone we're about to get to while he's trying to do oh, it. And it's bl- ridiculous. I meant Derek. Oh, I thought you meant a cyborg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, cause she's... No. When we get to him trying to do it in a second when they're on the phone... Brit Chick is talking to Blondie. And he, never, then, he never completes it, though. He's just like, oh, ah. No, just, because then you see him in the background go like, yeah. And mm-hmm. Bill's celebrating. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he's cut. like, I'm going and to literally, hell he was world. on it for maybe five seconds. Yeah. If that. Well, whatever. Maybe they just let them get it really easily. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it may not work with scrup- <laughs> <laughs> under scrutinous eyes, but unfortunately, we have to look at Sounds it that like way. a really bad MMO. Giving it a okay, but 2.3 what I want to know is, So they're playing this game, Hell World, and we are hearing Doug Bradley's pinhead lines throughout mm-hmm. this game lines that are taken from the other films who recorded who developed this game 
called Pinhead in and then got out a microphone and then asked him to record someone because it isn't someone pretending to be Pinhead. No, it that was definitely sense. his voice. Yeah, it made more sense you get someone else to do Pinhead lines for a game. But no, this is actually Pinhead's lines. Right. So unless Leviathan himself has developed a video game. <laughs> well, I mean, they got the technology in hell, so, you know, they've <laughs> That's upgraded. That's true. Yeah. They're on podcasts from Chatter's Hellbound. coming back and forth That's for all the dating looks, that he's doing. Yeah, do you see how good he looks? He's got a leather jacket. Yeah. He's there like is no wetness clothes. on him. He's a dry boy now. He needs some chapstick. Well, you know, he gets wet in different ways. <laughs> it's really, it really bothered me. Just that little detail. I was like, this is, Pinhead's in this game. This is like, I don't think he would have signed a licensing deal with uh, Hellworld. But. So, yeah. Harmony's all- got a deal. He's like, I'll give you, uh, we'll give you like, he does love Four deals, souls a month yeah. for some, you know, like a five-hour recording session. More than killing and pain and pleasure, we have learned throughout this series that Pinhead enjoys a bargain <laughs> very, very much. He's great at thrift shopping. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Pinhead, let's go pop some tags. So yeah, they, they get invited to a party at the Leviathan house. Meanwhile, Britchick and Cyborgs, we're going to call them now, are playing Hellworld 2, uh, and they also get invited, basically, and it's just it's stupid. And then Superman's trying to get a kiss from Blondie for old time's sake, but she's refusing. Um, and she's not keen to go to the party, but easily convinced. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't they do shots already? No. No? Okay. No, no. no they haven't even gotten there I yet. Oh, yeah, they're at the bar. Or he's at the bar. No, 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 they haven't got there yet. No, no, no. Uh, he was talking to Cyborg, and he's like, oh, there's a lot of talent out there. Hint, hint. He's that's like, when what? They, that's when, that's they get when to they're the already bar. there. That's when they get to the house. Yeah, but then I'm saying Cyborg takes his first shot. He's like... But we're not Doesn't at the house yet, Justin. We're, we're still them just having won their invitations. The invitations. Oh, sorry. They he's, haven't even uh, arrived yet. Sorry, I heard you say kiss. And that's, uh, that's where no. my mind went. No, when no, he's no. leaving. How, many, how yeah. many times he's tried to kiss her? Yeah, yeah he's trying it's to kiss her like, in the house. He's like constantly just like, like we, need, we should be macking. Sorry about that. I just heard. You get too excited. I was just like, You oh, can't just please. jump ahead, Justin. There's a lot to get through. I just want to get to Chomper. Sadly, we have to deal with all this shit first. Yeah, so then we get established that Blondie is indeed a rich chick because she turns up in a big old truck. She's a rich chick. Pick up the others. Who are, oh, all right. You're fulfilling all the roles. She is a weird final girl to have. You're the girl who dies pretty oh, yeah. early. You're also, the one who takes your top off and then dies. Also, it's really interesting because the cars that they get into are New Jersey plates, but not her car. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. You're always noticing the plates. In her <laughs> car is... Romanian so, plate. Yeah, I just put like foreign... European plates? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, she imported this car from Europe. It's super expensive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's a rich chick. So she goes and picks up the others and they head out of town to the party, which just happens to be taking place within near proximity to where they all live. Yeah. It's an online multiplayer game and the party's just around the corner from their house in America. With fucking terrible, like, the licensed music for this film is just... Yeah. Oh. Well, they needed, like, 10 seconds of the film to be just them looking at each other and smiling while yeah. driving in a car. Oh, yeah. like, this is like, going to be awesome. We're young. We're in a car. We're in Romania. <laughs> Fun time. Going to a party. Euro trip. I swear to God, though, Rick Bota, who I hated his direction in Hellseeker, I thought better. He was improving, but a little bit in his directing, at least. This one, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just getting battered down, but to me, it seems like maybe it's because. The night before we watched this, we went to see P.D. Anderson's Phantom Thread again. Yeah. <laughs> but this was tough directing. Like, the directing of this was terrible. 
really hard to see a P.T. Anderson film in this film back to back. Tell you what. You're just like, what choices have uh, I made in life? This, I said to Katie, is like, isn't it hilarious that this is like, we're going to watch P.T. Anderson films and now we're reviewing all these Hellraiser films and yet we get we would get more listeners for sure for doing these Hellraiser films and just tearing them apart than we would for doing a P.T. Anderson retrospective. Yep. So it's your fault, listeners. I'm blaming you for us having yep. to go for this. <laughs> so they turn up at the house and then we get these terrible lines where... I can't remember who it is that says it amongst them. But it's like something from the Norman Bates design. Oh, yeah. I think it's Superman. It's like, have they seen Psycho? It's set in a motel. Well, we've already heard the writer compare this to Godzilla. <laughs> so maybe this is him just being like, oh, guys, this is like that really cool retro film Psycho. Godzilla. It's, but it's like a huge mansion house. Doesn't look. It's, there's no. No, but Norman Bates' mom lives in a mansion. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's what he's talking. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, all right, fine. Not a motel. Yeah, yeah. Blondie's all sad about Adam though not being there with them, and the party's fucking huge. I will say this: they hired a lot of Romanian extras. Yeah, but they put party. them in masks so that they didn't have to see their faces and paint. <laughs> Just the bodies, not the faces. Yeah, because mask. Put this on. We don't have to paint now. It's like a. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, don't. It's English. Uh, doesn't translate properly. <laughs> There's a huge spinning lament configuration statue, which nothing really happens with. But Where is that now, you wonder? Where is that yeah. thing? That is burnt. Somewhere in <laughs> Romania. Pieces. Somewhere in Romania. It's on someone's yeah. RV in Romania, just spinning. That's amazing. Uh, they're immediately just girls with their boobs out coming down the stairs. Only one. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of boobs in this film, but at the right. beginning of the film. Yeah. Just one. To which Superman says gratuitous. No, it's actually Cyborg, isn't it? It's gratuitous tit, tit shot. And then Superman says, oh no, necessary tit shot. As if they're trying to counteract the critics. Yeah. Straight away. Well played, Carl Dupree. Good writing. Gratuitous. No. They're the only ones who have to show their invitation at this party. Which their invitations are flyers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we have these flyers. Perfect. You got it. <laughs> you are allowed in. He just printed the fucking off at home. And then Jake Emo Boy turns up looking like he just, someone just pooped on his grave. <laughs> He's just like, why are you even there? You're clearly not ready to party. Yeah. It's like, oh. I have yeah. written down, wow, Jake is really hell bent on ruining the mood. Don't give them title ideas for future installments. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's, that's pretty accurate. They also they haven't seen him for a couple of years since the funeral. Two years. Uh, yeah. And then Adam. Yeah, Adam's like all grumpy with him because he, well, it's just Superman. He's all like, you've got to start it on Hellworld to begin with. So he's got no guilt. What are you looking British grumbled about? Wait, so it's it's just really convoluted reasoning on oh, that guy's part. Yeah, Superman <laughs> makes it clear that whatever Adam did was his own fault. Um, and then they, they think that, but they think that Jake blames them for it, basically. So basically, the whole setup is that it's the emo boy is all grumpy because like, I was better friends with him. You guys like didn't help him out and pushed him to the point where he did whatever he did that we don't know at this point and they're like blondie's feeling a bit guilty about it the rest couldn't give a shit couldn't care less yeah basically. they're like we're here to party there's boobs there let's go boobs. to the bar and then lance henriksen comes out yeah savior of this film tell you what <laughs> are you a lance henriksen he's the fan? only one who can speak fucking french <laughs> <laughs> that is true well lance henriksen is an actor <laughs> which is I know. more than I can say for most of these people. 
So yeah, they show him their stupid printed out flyers, and then he takes them through to offer a private introduction. Nobody else, it's not a red flag to them. Of, oh, has he done this long speech and tour of the facility with every fucking person? There's like hundreds of people here. Yeah. Has he taken all of these people aside and done this little intro? Like, they're not red flagged of why He's us like, hey, for- can you guys stop dropping acid? I want to take you on a tour of my house. No. no. That, would, that would be like a big no-no to me. <laughs> if yeah. if uh-huh. the host came out and was like, no, you, come with me. Yeah. But yeah, he's got like skeletons and trinkets and he's in a room and here's where we get a big setup for what happens later in the movie so yeah we're gonna like do this as we go through it so we don't have to go back all right so this is the setup basically the twist at the end is gonna be that he is the father of adam and in this scene and a scene a bit later as well which we'll get to he essentially drugs all of them with this drug which he says puts you in like a trance state that's very suggestive essentially so the way it happens here, he's put ink on tarot cards and Superman picks one up that's got Pinhead on it as death and then the ink gets on his thumb so it gets into his bloodstream that way. Which you don't even need to do because then he drinks the drink because then he put, gives out alcohol, which two of them take, Cyborg and Superman because the Justice League are like, whatever. We're the, super band. We're the superheroes. We're here to fucking party. We want to fucking drink and see boobs. We're here for the boobs and boobs <laughs> and um, buds, best buds. So yeah, like, why would you write that in? He's already, he's drugged twice. He would yeah, just die from overdrugs. How far-fetched well, is that plan? Hold on, hold on Like, I'm going to put it in the ink on these cards that one of them may or may not <laughs> I pick think he up. rigged the entire room. He's like, he's like hopefully, hopefully they touch That's why when the girls are like, no, we're not drinking. He's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you. It's like, there's just a billion ways they've, like, set yeah. it up. But also, you know why he had to Touch the ink and drink because he's Superman, dude. That's true. That's true. Oh. Like one booze is not gonna it's take not him gonna down. Be <laughs> he's just like, man, I feel kind of fucked, dude. I feel really good. Why are you guys passing out? Why are they passing out? Laser eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the Brit chick sprays some perfume in her face, and then is surprised that it hurts. Have you ever taken perfume and sprayed it in your eyes? Yeah. It hurts. British she people. She got a full dose. I wrote, what a moron. <laughs> British people. I've, I've actually done that once before. I, yep. When I had like... The British thing. Long hair as a yeah. teenager. And I went to... Like I tried like spraying it at one point to control my hair. And I just pulled it down in front of my eyes one night and sprayed it without thinking. And it just went obviously through the hair into my eye. Oh, man. You're so smart. So, yeah, British I kids. Be, I would be You're out. so pretty. <laughs> You're so... Yeah. Then, uh, yeah. There's a painting of Le Marchand uh, that looks nothing like him. Nope. So we have a film made in this series that if you bothered to go back and watch, you see what they've established he looked like. Just paint that. But no, what they clearly did was just buy whatever painting. They didn't make get this made for the movie. They were like, we do not have time for this, people. We're just buying whatever painting. Uh, they just had a photograph of him then. Like an old black and wild action. No, no he, there were no photographs yeah. in that time. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you could have his son. So, or like, you know, the one that could have been photographed. Like I mean, that's magazine. what I love with all these movies is thinking the Lamarshall story is still continuing throughout the generations. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, know where it ends. Uh, and Superman's feeling very, very gay to me in the majority of this film. Like, he's all over her Blondie, but to me in this party, it feels like he'll be all over all of the hot guys. Like, he's just giving off that vibe. I, I didn't get that. I didn't you get, get that. that at all? No. No. He feels very gay. Oh, well, it's got an interesting. Well, mm, I'm not having someone that seems gay in a film. Mm. Oh, Ooh, interesting. Interesting. You could 
Interesting. So far, we know he sprays perfumes in his eyes. No, that was the chick. No, 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 Al. Oh, Al. Ah, interesting. He just seems he just well, he just seemed like your typical like jock bro. Oh yeah, he's very bro. No, he didn't seem at all. He seemed really, really camp to me in this film. Like very camp. He really just polite British, like the looks he was giving, and he's like he just seemed like doesn't bros do? That's just his face. Like he's like whatever will accept this, I will take. Like that's just. Because he was like, we talked about this afterwards, but like, yeah, I will say this: like, there was a lot of bad acting in this film. His character is terrible, but he is giving it everything. Well, like, maybe that's why like, it's so convoluted because you're—he's just like look attractive, and he's just like to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, like you're I am the hot. They probably this was the direction. You're the hottest guy here, and you can get whatever you want. That's your mentality in here. Oh, okay. You sure? <laughs> It's all mine. Cute, devilish, handsome face. Yeah, you are the Count of Monte Cristo. (laughs) He's like, that's what he says to himself in his like shack of a trailer. I'm the Count of Monte Cristo. I'm. Worked with Jim Caviezel. So Jesus himself. But only Superman side will take it. To which he says, "Knock yourselves out." Were you getting straight away from that line? Well, I this whole room is bad news bears. Yeah, I was like, someone's going down. I'd have been like, no, I'm good. I'll just go to the open bar over here. I don't need to go in your creepy side room. So we don't, we don't trust Lance straight away. No. I was finding it very hard to trust Lance in anything because he just not, not have a trustworthy face. No. He always looks like he's up to mischief. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, do I have to take this tour? <laughs> I just I don't got like here. history. I'm here for drinking and booze. Yeah. Uh, so he claims, so Lance is claiming that Le Marchand built the Leviathan house. And now, is this meant to be true by the end? Do we, is he just a house and he's pretending that to like, or is this actually meant? Because here's the thing. Again, here's another thing about this movie: the idea of a house that was built by Le Marchand and had something to do with you know the box as like a giant version of the box and a bunch of teens going to party in it and having like lots of doorways to hell in there. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That sounds like oh. tacky, stupid yeah. fun. But then they say that and then do nothing. Except for the haunting thing later, which doesn't really do anything either. But does that, no, but, yeah, none of it even mattered. Well, you, I, okay, so let's go into this thing, because he says it was commissioned by the church to build a convent. Right. And then, yeah, so then just like stuff happened, people disappeared, the house was then locked up. Well, one of the nuns was meant to have dabbled with the crossing, like she basically opened the box and then she became... How? I mean, they couldn't find. She said, out said that like, she became how obsessed. How to turn his building into uh, the box that would open doorways? I don't know. They just kept wanting him to do stuff, but didn't know what they really wanted him to do. And then the house was locked up and became a place for the criminally insane. He says. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then surgical teams locked themselves in a the room and dismembered each other or something. It's really like just gobbledygook. Right. Gobbledygook. <laughs> gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah, sure. He uh, was trying to gobbledygook them. Yeah. There you go. Like, cause they're all, you know, messed up on booze right now. <laughs> they were, I mean, are they, they're not quite unconscious yet. I don't think, I don't know. He takes them from know. a tour around the building at this point. Uh, but yeah, I just don't know. You set up this sort of weird history. And I remember the first time I watched it, I had vague hope then. All right, all right we're going to get a haunted house movie, basically. Mm-hmm. But it was Spooky Pinhead in it. house starring Matthew McConaughey. Which could work. Like, that could work. But right. that is not what we're going to get. I agree. Spooky House, Matthew McConaughey would work. 
then he shows them a room full of jars with baby faces in and <laughs> yeah what the hell is that all about like baby faces <laughs> sitting down there and they're like it's not real it's pro- it's props man just props it's props dude then cyborg thinks he sees the baby like move inside one of them uh what is jake emo boy even doing there like i just don't get he's just like he was like around, with like, their miserable. group when they first walked in and so he was like accepted into this special tour it was really weird because i kept thinking the same thing i was like if you're there to meet some hot internet chick why are you like distracted from that to hang out with people you don't like yeah yeah that you're like i'm trying to forget the past yeah. like you're clearly not going to hang out with that he wasn't group. excited to see them there so why would you then be like yeah sure death. Yeah. yeah it was weird which, yeah, okay, so that's where we get this information, because Blondie comes over and is suddenly all, like, peppy with him. It's like, hey, how you doing? <sighs> what are you here for? And he's like, are you here with friends? And he's like, well, I'm meeting somebody. And she's like, ooh, a girl. And then he just gets all surly with her and he's like, I'll never one of you guys, and I never will be. She then walks off all pissed off and then just stands there with her arms crossed. Yeah. <laughs> and then he immediately walks back over to her and just like, hey, have a good time. <laughs> and then he just, just walks off again. Yeah. It's like watching a student film. It really is. Yeah. Like these it's, just- it's, he literally was like, oh, I'll just do the same move I did at the funeral. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Just like, just keep burning you. But then I think we're meant to have, believe there's some chemistry between these two. I did not get this at all. What kind of chemistry? Like, are we talking toxic? <laughs> poisonous? Basically. So, and we're also here, men establish a thing that Blondie is our final chick because she doesn't believe any of the stuff that's happening around her. Everyone else is kind of pulling, oh, it's all, everything's so cool. Look at all these things. And she's like, I'm not impressed with you, Lance. I don't care about your props and your stupid house. So then Lance just grabs her and stabs her yeah. <laughs> with yeah. a pin. With a pin. This is lazy writing. Nope. Like, if you've got a twist that you clearly think is worth telling, hinging your entire story on, if you give away right here, okay, we know that there's something wrong with Lance. Like, we got it from his knock yourself out anyway line. And then here he just stabs her. Um, and then she gets all like blurry. And then she's like, yeah, falls over. And then she sees herself being buried in a coffin with a lid going on top of it. And then suddenly Pinhead turns up and says, Adam was right. And then she wakes up and then points at Lance and does the worst. I mean, there's a lot of bad activities. I think this yeah. is the worst bit. Points at Lance yeah. and just goes, you stay away from me. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. Which now I'm wondering, is this the point where now she's blacked out too? Because like yeah. technically they're all blacked out. Except well, for Jake. Uh, Jake yeah. Which I'm like, Jake's in that room still. Yep. So and we're going to see later. He gets blacked out. We're going to see when he gets blacked out. Yeah, and that's in a different scene. Yeah. So I'm like, he clearly could just report this right now because they're all passed out, yes. and he's dealing with not passed out. He's standing in a room of with passed out people. People, yeah. Or potentially the others passed out in the room above before they even went down to the yeah, room. So it's just like them two. Yeah. Just. Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's why I was like, the others passed out in the room. What a dum dum. <laughs> what is yeah. he? So he is really needing to get. Which is also Laid. weird because then if the other <laughs> from some girl, yeah. then he doesn't even know what she something. looks like. Yeah, if all the other people passed out, they had to all pass out in that room down below. Yeah, or in the yeah. because he like if we're giving them the benefit of the doubt, that's where they pass out. But Except Jake, Jake, who's a fucking dickhead because he didn't pass out. Yeah, he just keeps going. Yeah. He's fine with it. Maybe he hates them that much. He's like, yeah, whatever, fuck them. Yeah. That's terrible. It's like when you see a girl get like, you know. She literally was kind of nice to him in the first, like, for the last couple of minutes before she passed out. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, fuck it. I get, I'll go smash that girl. Go find that it's like in the really go bad smash. 90s films when you would see the, like, drunk girl getting dragged into a room by a bunch of jocks and you're just like, meh. 
whatever. And instead of going in and saving her like you were supposed to do, Jake was just like, bye, guys. What movie I'm sure is you'll that? Be fine. That happens in a lot of movies. I don't, I don't think I've seen a movie where a bunch of jocks drag a girl, but I know what they, you're saying. But it happens. It happens, uh, trust me. Is that a Lifetime movie? Probably. So they're failing there immediately then with the setup of this movie. Why not just have him pick up something in that room as well? Like, why yeah. do the thing that you're going to have to do later? And then they're completely failing with trying to con us as an audience because, from sure, they try and play it off with, oh, it was a vision. But he, like, reached out and stabbed her. We've had, like, too many things with Lance in too quick succession. Clearly, right. there's something wrong going on here. Yeah. Uh, but you were never, I mean, I'll give them some credibility. You're never going to guess what it is. Yeah. Even though, again, going to give them credit. You watch this on repeated viewings. They tell you right from the beginning. Like this shot right here. You see her in a coffin. You see the lid going on top of her. And they keep returning to those shots very briefly yeah. throughout the entire film. And they have these weird shots of them screaming through the holes, which is meant to be like the breathing holes. Right. Yeah. But because I think of the lament configuration, it, you feel like it looks like the circle bit in the lament configuration. Like they're screaming through yeah. a yeah. design in the box or something. Yeah. Is that, that's how I took it the first time. I just didn't know. I was like, are they buried? Because I saw a tube and I was like, all right, is that a gun? They're looking down a gun barrel? What the hell's happening? Was, what is going on? I also was just like, I'm not going to try to figure this out because... It, but that's the problem, isn't it? It's like they go halfway in that, okay, sure, they don't lie to you in that they do actually show you this stuff for the film. Yeah. But you're never going to put it together because it's the ending that we're going to get to is so stupid yeah. that you could never possibly guess that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to that. So yeah, then they just head out to the party, but obviously they're not heading out to the party. They're actually being buried at this point by Lance yeah. in boxes. <laughs> and somehow Jake already. <laughs> So everyone gets a mask and a cell phone. Do you remember these Nokia cell phones? I yeah. Them. I was like, they're all going to go play one. Snake. That's all anybody had with those phones. It was like yeah, and you played phone. Snake. You did play Snake. And you texted your buddies. She That's didn't text it. as often because it costs a lot of money. So you would just use it to oh, call yeah. the quick. Oh, yeah. It was quick. like 40 cents or something for yeah. every text. So you would just use it when you went out. And you're like, hey, uh, where are you at? Oh, I'm here. Meet here. Okay, bye. And then you would go meet up with your friend who had the cell phone. That was being alive in the early noughties. Or you would just use it to call your parents to be picked up. Yeah, that was really... <laughs> That's really all you could do. Mine was like to only be used in emergencies and to call my parents when yeah. I was on my way home from work and or then, school. And then the rich, the kids whose parents were like, we'll just pay whatever it is, like would text. And you're just like, oh man... That's awesome. You're like, hey, let's text girls. <laughs> let's text. And then they go. would just text. <laughs> or, and then, yeah. And, and then they would get a huge, crazy K phone. with like seven Ys started. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think, they're like, they're cute, K-Y-O-O-T. Oh, I never did that <laughs> no, one. No, I didn't. The girls That's did. Weird. Like, girls did. I feel it's a Hawaii thing. I feel this is uh -huh. a lot about this movie when we've been more interested now in straying into reviewing the evolution of texting. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't like really I hate this trope in this film. I really do. Yeah, I think it's nobody plays so snake. Dumb. On the mask is four digits, and you use your cell phone to ring this person. So is this real? Because no. this they get shown after, after they've been knocked out. Other than Jake, the emo boy who is right. apparently not knocked out. But the party we know is real for sure. But is this this thing that's happening, or is this something that Lance? All right, let's is just fucking do it right now. Well, He's people are them outside. Masks. Yeah, and then he's given them each a phone inside the so coffin, talk to them, and then he somehow created like a conference call, but 
but yeah. that at any point he can patch through to just one of them because he can't ring them because they couldn't pick it up because they're passed out. Yeah, there was also like something in the box with them. There's like a black thing attached to the wall. I don't know if that oh, was, was like there? maybe for reception or something like reception. Yeah, or I don't know what the heck it was. Or maybe it was just like a prop design. They're like, here's the lights. We'll put these lights in here so we can see their faces. Maybe. Yeah. And yeah. then he's what he's doing then for the rest of this movie is he is basically putting suggestions into their head. Because he's trying doing. to torture them because he blames them for the death of his son, right. Adam, who we saw at the beginning. And his way of torturing them is to bury them and then say, hey, now you're at a party. Now this chick's all sexy and naked on the dance floor. You should go and talk to her. Now she's giving you head. Now you're going <laughs> yeah. it's like, what? He's basically having phone sex with Henry Cavill. Yes. And, and like all of them, and yeah. Cyborg and fucking emo Jake, boy, for yeah. sure. He sexes like, all them boys. Whereas, whereas for Blondie's like, no, you're still trapped in the room. <laughs> That's yeah, the, whole entire, the whole entire thing. I wonder Jesus. if that tells you anything about him as a person. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. Just like the reality of this movie, which I'd much rather see, is just him sitting outside in the mud talking on the phone to each of them, making up these wild yeah, stories. Goes, I had to go back into the party. Yeah, to like go back in and just look at all I mean, the people. And it's like, is it not creepy? You're the one guy who's 60 something and everyone else here is teens to early 20s. Yeah. And he's hanging oh, out. Yeah, he's with, like the dad whose house it is. He, and and he's like, what do you do? He's like, I own this house. And he's hanging out with Boobs Girl. Oh, the boobs Girl. That's cool. <laughs> So, all right, but let's give them what they're trying to tell us, which is that they all think they're there at the party doing this fun stuff. Um, Lance can barely get for his dialogue here when he, he gives his parting thing. Which, oh, yeah. If you need anything. And then there's this long pause as you can see him reassessing his career. <laughs> and then he's like, scream. <laughs> and then just walks us off. Yeah. I'm like, oh, buddy. Uh, it wishes it was scream. But it turns out that Emo Boy was there to meet a girl that he found online, which again... As Lance then reveals later, he was the girl he met online and they've cultivated a relationship <laughs> for a while. Yep. Online. And then the original catfish. Yeah. And then somehow Jake, because Jake Emo Boy's then like all sad about obviously Adam dying. So he's obviously like she's Lance has pretended to be the girl who's like his confidant online. So then he's given him ideas of like, oh, if I was gonna get vengeance, this is what I would do, which then gave Lance the idea of how he could get them back. So Lance didn't have an idea for a plan of revenge. Instead decided his first move was, I'm going to start online dating this friend of my dead son's. Yeah. With no idea of an endgame. And don't you think, like, Jake would have been, if you were to, like, have met a girl and you start talking about this horrible thing that happened to your friend because of Hell World, don't you think his dad would have understood where he was coming from? That he would have been like, it wasn't really my fault. It got out of hand, etc. Like you would be more sympathetic to him because you would hear it from him, like being very vulnerable and being. Well, nicer. I mean, it's she was a terrible father who can give a shit. Yeah, he's never been around. Yeah, so it's like there's not even any like I don't believe any the of reason. This. Yeah, like why would you do this? You just yeah. want to say nobody takes my toys away from me. Like all you need is one sentence from him at the end explaining, oh, that's why you weren't around. It's actually for something else or mm-hmm. some other reason. But no. Well, what if he had opened the box at some point and he was actually like, you know, right. he had had to come back from hell. What if Lance, his father, wasn't around because on his travels around the world, he had picked up the box and had like gone into Pinhead's name. Taking care and of then his- in this house, he, he like manages to construe this party for someone like a Julia and Frank thing. 
to bring teens to die in his house to bring him back inside mm-hmm. his house. And then Pinhead comes into the house with him and kills all the people. Like, so many easy ways to make this better yeah. and simpler. Or he could have been sloppy and just be like, I wasn't there because I was taking care of his mother. Yeah, yeah, but she didn't go to the loony bin until after he died. That's true. So his cracked. mom was the only one around. Anyway, here we go. So, yeah, they're all hanging out, mm-hmm. going to the party, saying those lines like, yeah, there's a lot of talent here tonight. <laughs> go get some. I love Superman's att- last ditch attempt at a pickup line for Blondie is, he's dead. Move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. so oh, slow. in that case, let me jump your bones. What an idiot. Well, she's seeming really flirty with Superman suddenly at the party. She's all like well, smiling with him. she's just teasing him. That's nice of her. Yeah. And I don't... So to establish this, she's they're meant to have some chemistry with her with emo boy, right? We think she slept before with Superman, right? And she had a big crush on Adam, the one who's dead. But then, well, Superman actually says that he they never had stood a, a necklace chance. that they shared. They yeah, both I had think like they this, were together. Yeah, but Superman had, says literally to her, "You never had a chance with him. You'll never have a chance with him." <laughs> well, maybe he just meant in competition with the Hell World thing. Like you wouldn't have had a chance with. Like a successful relationship with him or over something. an MMO. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. That was just bad writing. <laughs> I, I was do like, love. Apparently, Henry Cavill is a huge World of Warcraft fan, which is one of the reasons he was excited to do this. Yeah, mm. and also he almost didn't get Superman because he was playing World of Warcraft in the middle of a raid. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what it said. He was like, "Yeah, I was in the middle of a raid or a dungeon," and he's like, "I look over and I see Zach's number, and I pick it up." And I I missed it, so I had to immediately call him right back and tell him I was. And it's like, and I was Sorry, just I made a joke about saving somebody or saving the world. <laughs> like, That's pretty funny. That is awesome. Cyborg sees a girl dancing on a dance floor who's eyeing him up. Superman's having yet yeah, a drink with Blondie, who then storms off on him because he's just a dick, basically, and then rolls his eyes at her like she's the problem. And then, yeah, Blondie gets hit on by some creep purely so we can see her pull a dumb move on him. Yeah, to try and tell her, oh, tell us as an audience, oh, she can, this girl can kick some ass. She can kick some ass, but that doesn't help her because this is all a dream. <laughs> but and, she even, all she does is so twist this So in her head, she arm. can do this. This yeah. is the most she can do in her own well, so imagination. In her head, it's Lance Terrell telling her. Oh, like oh, yeah. now, some big guy. I want myself to think that you can maybe defeat me later. So I'm gonna tell you now that there's a guy who's chaining you up, but then you twist his arm. Yeah, that's. The reality of what's happening. So how does the how does he get them to talk to each other? Because he would have to say that he would have to do like the words. Yeah, it's like so he's like basically outside with cell phones right next to each of their coffins, mm-hmm. running in between the cell phones, being like, and then we only see him with one cell phone though. No, no, no. But he has a cell phone for each one of them. Well, who's they have out. a cell phone each. We don't. Yeah. We only see him with one. I mean, it could be multiple, though, because they all look the same. Yeah, so he's just sitting outside calling them smoking at a cigarette. separate times. Well, you can't call them. Yeah, the old lines have to be left open because they can't pick up. That's what uh, I meant in saying that he has all these different cell phones out there, and he's, like, literally just running in between them mm-hmm. outside. And you'd have to mute each one. Yeah. Like, the technology wasn't even available at this point to do what he's doing. You do call yeah. swap. You, not, not, not like that. You can't do party not, lines. Not with six people. No party lines on those phones. I mean, you would definitely have way too many people online because you can do more than three-way call. I think we got it to like five people. On the- 
Again, we're way home. more into the technology of but Nokia that's a landline. phones. That's a landline. That's not a cell phone. Yeah, yeah. normally on those Nokia fucking phones, you could not do Maybe that. he went back into his office and he was just doing the landline. None of it is possible. He's this a super hacker. He's a super hacker. Yeah. Ridiculous. He got all of them invited to this very cool party that they just only had to drive five minutes to get yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, they're using 2002 technology, so... Let's get through this, all right? So, meanwhile, Britchick is... Just desperately going up to people and saying hello to them. It was sad. I mean, because my head. I was like, "This is why I don't go to parties." This like, is, is why. Is she just that desperate for a friend or a fuck? Like, I can't tell what she's. I don't know. Hoping it's gonna happen. Real weird. But she's literally just going up to do is going, "Hi, hello." Hey. And then no one wants to talk to her because she's British. Racist world. Well, we're meant to assume now that she's. No one can see her. Really. Because yeah. this happens to Jake later. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but if they're imagining it, then why it can't people see Blondie them? Because she just got I hit know. on by a guy. Yeah, everything's broken. Nothing works in this fucking movie. Yeah. So then she comes across a door which has a keep out sign. So obviously she goes inside. Yeah, Rotan. Hmm. British people don't obey signs. Yep. Well, if you think about it, they all if they do interact with someone else, it's only one person because Derek ends up macking with that one chick on the dance floor as does Superman and then Chelsea only has the interaction with that creepy, one weird, creepy yeah. guy yeah but it's like it doesn't no one else really be, has an interaction as many as he wants because Lance is just saying stuff he's like oh, everyone's <laughs> ignoring you right now no no one's ignoring you now like it can be anything I know because again much like Hellseeker none of this means anything like none of it like it's all like I mean at least there's something here in terms of I guess there's someone inventing these stories but right. it can be anything we want it because everything we're watching is a lie again reoccurring all right theme. anyway so she goes into this room she finds a room with like items covered in blankets and under one's a weird chair with straps which i think is them sort of trying to do saw kind of stuff which was it definitely look like an electric chair set up yeah yeah um so of course she sits in it because she's a fucking idiot she's, well, she's already sprayed stuff right in her face sounds so. like a british move <laughs> like a seat probably for me Mm-hmm. And then it straps her in immediately, so she starts panicking. And then Lance turns up, and we establish very clearly then straight away: okay, he is a bad guy. But we just think it's real at this point, I right. guess. Um, and he puts a rotate rotating blade into motion, and um, and I love it. He gives this line of like, "There's no faster way to to bleed to drain out the a human, human body than decapitating them with two rotating blades." Well, it wasn't even meant to be decapitation. Yeah, it was just, just meant to like the yeah, jugular. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah, but which is like a semi. It wasn't even in the right spot. Yeah, like her like, neck was almost thin enough that it was like between the blades. Well, they were vertical she blades, very not horizontal blades. I didn't get this at all. I was like, "What? I'm not scared of this because it doesn't make sense." Also, it yeah. doesn't look like there's any electricity powering this. So, how are these blades working? <laughs> I'm like, it's wood. That wasn't my problem. I was like, "There's no electric cable. There's no electric. There's not even a motor where the damn thing is." So honestly, yeah. a lot of these films that this company were doing at the time, they were shooting stuff back to back, not just like this, but like Prophecy and Hellraiser and Children of the Corn and Hellraiser and like doing films where it's like you would shoot something and then you just turn around and do the next thing straight right. away. You'd reuse props straight away. You do So like loads of the stuff will have to be, well, this is what we have. Like right. These are the things we have here in yeah, Romania enough from other films. The, the blades horizontally instead of vertically. Sure. I don't get it. The only maybe like we get some blood on the camera lens, which is the only 
so far for me, I wrote down as the only attempt at flair from Rick Bota. It yeah. still doesn't work, but like, all right, you had an idea. And second. she's like screaming as blades are going into her throat, and I don't feel like that's physically able to happen. No. Also, just this makes you go, if they're all dreaming, and he's like describing it, you would feel no pain, mm-hmm. no matter how messed up you are. But because- that's what the drug does to you, is that you can still feel things, he said. So you still feel, because that's what he was saying, you still feel really drug. every pinprick, every orgasm, every like Yeah, but then, blah, blah, blah. But that would be, you would feel it if it was physically it was happening, happening to you. Well, it's, in the end, she claws her own neck out because mm, she's trying to get it off of her. This is what the pain she's feeling is herself, like, ripping yeah. it open. Yeah. It all checks out, Justin. They <laughs> sort it through. So Carl Dupree knows what he's doing. The damn scientist working on this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, then Blondie hears a scream somehow. It's just like a spidey sentence goes off. She's standing in a different part of the house and suddenly looks up like, somewhere my friend has been hurt. Yeah. But I guess now it does make sense because they're meant to be in different coffins and she's heard a friend just claw out her own neck. So she's like, oh, no. she's in trouble. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense if you think she's in this party where there's insanely loud music and no. people dancing well, and yeah. she can't have to see it and does not. Make yeah, sense. and also everyone else would have heard it too. Yeah. Because yeah. she was the furthest away from her friend. But she she was manages like, to find that door and then it's locked and it's like, well, probably not meant to go in there. Then. Yeah, and also that means what's his name described the entire thing. Okay, you're walking upstairs. <laughs> yeah. And you you think she's behind this door? It says do uh, do not enter her. Yeah, it says <laughs> And you're gonna try to turn the knob. What happened? It's not opening. So you leave. Back to the party. Back to the party. And then Pinhead's turning up. So now Pinhead turns up uh, here as he does with each death for one liner, little token Doug Bradley, where he says, uh, "Do you believe Adam now, Allison?" And that's what he says. So she's clearly dead. So even if he tests as she's dying, he goes, Do you believe him now? And you're still bleeding out slowly. <laughs> so uh. well, there's two things here. Is one, why is Pinhead turning up? Is that just something that they're doing to themselves? Is Lance putting that in the head yeah. or because of Hellworld? Or are they just doing that because that's what they think is happening in as he's telling them stuff? They think they're in a party, but they think they're in a Leviathan house. To well, do he, with he's Hellraiser. not really showing up because no, as we not, see at the really. very end. No one's opened the box. But that's the third option, which in the version they could easily have written off this house actually has yeah. ties to the box. It's like, yeah, he could actually be turning right. up, which would be way cooler. And like unbeknownst to everyone, including Lan- or Lars. Yeah, Lance. 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 That it's been open this whole time. Yeah. But instead, not only do we get the, ob- the most obviously token gestures of Pinhead in this film, but it's not even Pinhead. Like, it's not actually there. Which excuses some of the actions that we're going to get to. But then what is he, when he says, do you believe Adam now, Allison? What was Adam trying to get him to believe? I don't I no get idea. anything of this with Adam trying to get him to believe. Adam didn't say anything. He just dug his hole and screamed. <sighs> Meanwhile, Blondie's running around in her leather pants. That looks ridiculous. <gasps> she sees Adam in the house. Oh, right. And uh, she follows him. Which again, we presume because he, we haven't seen much of him. We've no. seen one photo at his funeral. So yeah. I was like, is that, is that Adam? Yeah. And he looks very different from the opening, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then he leads her into a different room uh, where we see a person with a messed up face who she doesn't see. And then the door locks. So we think, okay, we're going to get some Cenobite action. Nope. Uh, but then we just cut away from her and she's locked in that she's room. She's just right in the empty room. Or just two Cenobites on a Cenobattle. <laughs> like maybe it's just a cast member who's put on a Cenobite mask on. That's how he yeah. did his shit. And he's just there in the <laughs> background. It's like a Frank moment in uh in Twin Peaks. Yeah. Just stay there. You look great. Good. I think 
were meant to be feeling sorry for emo boy. I can't really tell. Like, I feel like you're definitely meant to be rooting for these two. And Blondie, I'm sort of at least getting their intentions with her. Emo boy, I'm just like, just die quicker. Emo boy, little do you know you're dead. <laughs> so he wanders into a room for no reason and then finds a computer. And on it, there's a picture of Adam and Jake. Like the two of them, Emo Boy and Adam together. Which is when I was like, oh, they were together. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But also, he's still not drugged yet. <laughs> no, he's not. He's yeah. still fine. Yeah. He's still completely fine. He's literally just been wandering Weirdly, around. I was not getting that between the two of them at all. You two were getting like that they're a couple. I couldn't tell if they were a brother or if yeah. they were like, if Lovers. he had a, if he had like a crush on uh, the guy. Right, I wasn't getting it at all. And it was like unrequited. Weirdly, I was getting it off of Superman with like cyborg people and you're getting it off of... I don't know. I think it was the picture, like the way that they're... The picture was suggestive. Yeah, it was a very suggestive photo. Right. And how hurt he was. He was like, I'm not like you guys. Yeah. And he's like, I'm meeting someone here. He's meeting a nun. Yeah. But yeah, so he finds this. Not weird, right? Maybe, you know, maybe really freak out that there's a picture of you at this party. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair to them, they are telling us again that they are mapping most of it out. It doesn't all make sense when you put it together at the end, but they're trying to tell you what's going on. And then Lance is suddenly there and he tells Emo Boy that Adam was a very talented player and was so passionate about Hellworld that he made a Lamont configuration with his own hands. Lamont. He pronounces it wow. right though, doesn't he? I just mm-hmm. said Lament configuration. It's the first time it's pronounced properly the so he, whole film. He gives him the box and then CGI spikes come out of the box and stab him through the thumb. Seems there's better traps you can do here, but... Yeah. Um, and then Pinhead appears to him and says, is it just a game now? Like, really not. not at least Maybe not this at least validates the really sad lines from Pinhead because they're not really him saying them. Yes. Although right. what probably doesn't validate them is I think they're still in that relationship where Doug Bradley's being allowed to write most of his lines at the moment. Oh, Yeah. So, Poor Doug, Dougie B. This is the point where Emo Boy is finally out for the count. Yeah. Yep. He, that's a really gnarly box configuration. Well, he drops it and it breaks and everything. Yeah. Which, it's, like, oh, that's great. I wasn't keeping that. Yeah. He just broke it. So then, but then he looks out. So his was weird because then he looks out the window and sees Lance digging all the graves. Right. Which, which he would never Chelsea have seen. also sees. Well, that must From mean, her room. Well, then it must mean he instantly passed out. Yeah, but like he would never have seen, if anything, maybe he would see. Maybe he hears the sound and he. Jake's grave, but he wouldn't see him digging all these graves. Yeah, I think it was just probably, you know. Because the other's this, already buried. Right. And yeah. he did nothing to stop him. Yeah. And, and he's maybe just hallucinating. Well, he's even when Chelsea sees the them, sound. when he, she sees him digging things. They're all open graves, which wouldn't make sense because yeah. they would all be full except for Jake's. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I think it's just like they hear the sound or they're like, you know, like we're laying down by it as he's throwing their bodies in and they're just like. Yeah, but when you then in your head only see him digging one grave, why would you be digging five? I don't know. It's stupid. Maybe he told him, he's like, and you see me outside. He has to be telling them this. I have very big muscles. I am I'm very sweaty I'm very and sexy sure. looking. And you look out the window and there's five <laughs> graves and you see me. Yeah. 
just, not even tired. I'm, I'm not even tired. I'm just like, and I'm just going at it, so and I'm just going at it, and it's six feet deep. Like, think about it. That's that's a lot of like hard work. Like a full coffin size. Like, I'm yeah. not messing around. You're like, is he Jesus the carpenter? But yeah. you're also like a little scared. But at the same time, you're like in the adrenaline rush. <laughs> and then I went back in the potty, and like every chick wanted a bag. Yeah, every yeah. chick wants. No, they yeah, all of them. All yeah. of them. And in a row. And even asked some, them too, they all may, just took their tops off. And maybe some crazy. dudes want me to, but you know, I don't, I'm just more into the ladies, but I'm that, I'm that handsome. And I didn't, I didn't even do it. I didn't do it. I'm too, I'm too good to dad. I just dad. sat on the banister dad. and smoked a cigarette. I just smoked cigarettes. And glared at everyone. I smoked uh, Marlboros because they're, they're kind of they're cool, right? Still, 90s. Meanwhile, Superman is watching a chick on the dance floor, and then he has the best line of the film. He walks up to her and says, I'd love to see your puzzle box. Yeah. It's really good line. Oh my God. It's pretty Again, good. he is in the dumb frat house. Like, really, it would be an atrocious, like, Clive Barker would kill himself if he watched it because it would be so far away from where Hellraiser is, but, or should be. Um, but I would watch the film that Superman is in if it was done properly and if the rest of the film was that just simple and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sadly, no. Show me your puzzle box and I'll show Plus, you. Plus, there's my. nothing very exciting yeah. about this Hellworld party besides the fact that it's themed with yeah. like element configuration in the yeah. main room. You, Other than that, it's just a party. But you think you'd have like no one's dressed up as Cenobites? Yeah, you'd have people dressed as Cenobites that he hired to like yeah. spook people. You'd have like fake scares for that stuff. Because that's you the would... one I would want to see is like to have a fake, like you don't know what's real and what's fake. Yeah. That sort of party. That's what I was thing. hoping was going to happen. What I'm saying. The rave idea sounds better. The spec script that they took off and basically revamped is way too overconvoluted and stupid. Yeah. Just do the rave thing in a house and then tie in some Hellraiser stuff. Yeah. That's not hard. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Do 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 do. So then, but this is where, uh, yeah, Jake's starting to get ignored by people. Um, emo boy. Everything's I said, really oh my god, of- I would ignore Jake too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Bartender's like, I get out of here. No. He's like, hey, can I get a drink? Hey. Hey, man. Hey. 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 <laughs> and he just walks around. Hey. Like, he's, just, he's just like poking people. at people. He's like, whoa, these people are doing it. Am I right? Hey, it's like, the whoa, they're just Everyone else seen this? What? Why is no one talking to me? I'm cool. It's so out of focus this scene. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I don't normally call that stuff out because shit happens, but like, oh my God, there's a lot of shots here in a row. There's a couple that are just full scenes that are out of focus the entire time. Then there's just a couple lying back having sex on a couch. (laughs) Which don't sit on that couch. Yeah, which, okay, so more boobs. There are quite a lot of boobs in this film. But how. you have a party with teenagers and early 20 year olds and there are hundreds of them which there are at this huge house with lots of secret rooms and and one couple is having sex again you have Lance somewhere on a sofa and be like and then there's just this one couple she's like super hot and the guy's like really ripped and they're just going at it on this couch it, not just the any, only ones naked not, a, not just any couch it's like a French uh, yeah. elegant couch probably yeah. like really 16th classy. century really classy. it's candlelit um, and someone else is sitting at the other end of the couch, though. <laughs> but it's not awkward. Everyone's cool. Everyone's with it. chill with it. Everyone, Everyone loves so it. So chill. Super if, cash. If this was real, because I think what they're trying to do, which doesn't make any sense, is the party and everything that's happening is real, but then their interaction isn't yeah. real. And but how you, is he there's walking no around? World where you'd have a party like this, and one couple would be having sex, and other couples wouldn't be having sex. As soon as people saw like one couple having sex, there'd be other teenagers be like, "Oh yeah, there's old stuff." 
Well, if they're going to have sex, let's just have sex too. This would be crazy. What if we just turn into a sex party? Orgy. Yeah. Cinnabite orgy. Cinna, I want to see your Cinnabitties. <laughs> <laughs> it's only oh, here that man. I realized that emo boy's wearing one of those 90s chains on his trousers. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one's <laughs> great. Terrible. I don't feel his character. My first boyfriend used to wear one of those. His character would never, never wear one of those. That is not what you wore if you were a geek or a nerd. It is not. It is a jock thing to wear, or like a biker thing to wear, or like you know, you're you're a cool boy if you're wearing that. Cool emo boy is not a cool. Maybe he just put it on because he was gonna meet this cool girl at this party. I'm edgy. He's like, I can pull this off. Or he's not even wearing it, and Lance like, and you're wearing like cool cool stuff but you're not super cool so what's really weird here though is he t- he's going to leave the room of everyone ignoring him and then he turns around and sees all the kids are hanging dead in the room that's literally that's yeah. just going and he turns around and everyone's dead it's just kidding and then he turns around again and it's normal oh no bad no when my first time I'm watching it's like oh is this the reality is the reality this is what's happening and they're in the hell and here we go which they do play with that later at least the expectation of the last we've had so much of people being in hell that's what this is going to be um, but no, this isn't even real. It's not even that Lance has killed all these people in real life and he's getting a glimpse of that or anything. Oh. This is just like you say, Justin. Lance just going, turn around, spooky. Turn around, normal. Ha <laughs> 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 So meanwhile, Cyborg's dancing uh, with this chick. And, like, of course, she has to be the only other black chick basically there because he's no interracial couples. He's doing white boy couples. dancing, though. So it's like- <laughs> he's got the one arm up and then the other one around her waist and then just doing the low grinds. Well, like, like, God got. forbid, he keeps like coming on to white chicks and they all ignore him. Yeah. The only one will give him the time of day is a black chick, which really, though, now I think about it, just says yeah. more about Lance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Lance and his Racist. racial interpretation. Racist, Racist Lance. gay man. Uh, but then he starts wheezing on the dance floor and he needs his inhaler. Like, which, and you start wheezing. <laughs> which we established <laughs> once before. Um, so. In order for, so I don't think this is something Lance put into his head. This is him needing his right. asthma while he's in the coffin. He's in the coffin right. and he's having an, a panic attack. Maybe he's just getting too excited because Lance's like, oh, and you're dancing with a chick and she's all sexy. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, shit, you're right. Or maybe he's literally uh, like breathing in dirt and shit into his lungs. Yeah. yeah. In the coffin. So his inhaler gets kicked through across the dance floor and it falls down a vent through some grating that does not look big enough for it to fall through, but all right. He pushes it down the hall. He goes yeah. like, no, shit. <laughs> I make it work, Mr. Director. Don't I'll make worry. it work. He's but, like, make it look believable. Yeah. Oh, I will. Which is crazy because it's like, he literally was so drugged, he couldn't even put his hand in his own pocket. <laughs> Horrible. Let's should just be like, and you're putting your hand in your pocket. Then we cut back to Superman who's grinning at us, literally at the screen. He like turns around to grin at us while he's sitting on a chair, getting head from the girl we met on the dance floor with her mask like pushed up. So he's looking at him. Yeah. It was so weird. No matter how, even if the mask was up or down, like the angle was just not right. In this, well, this could be cool imagery. Yeah. yeah, but it's just not. But I mean, she can't do it if she's got her mask on. So I thought the mask on top of the head yeah. made sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I mean, it. No, it makes sense. Oh. But just the way they shot it and the look of it, just, just yeah. stupid. Rather than it could look creepy and weird and cool and like you could do some cool imagery oh. with this with the mask on a head, like looking at you. If you shot it right, it just looks stupid. Right. Uh, and then Blondie's ringing him up because, oh, I forgot, she's still stuck in this room. Yeah. She's like, I'm stuck in my room. But he's enjoying his blowjob too much. He's so. like, listen, you passed. <laughs> so yeah. again, this is all stuff Lance says, is putting in his brain. He goes, well, something about, he uses line, but you blew, blow me off. And he mm. looks at the case. He's like, I'm going to blow you off. 
and then smile. He keeps yeah, basically smiling at the camera. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then the girl's mask who's giving the blowjob growls at him. Yeah. <laughs> well, he they do like okay, uh, we're gonna do some like you reaction shots to get in blowjob, uh, and he's like, oh, what do I do? And he goes and puts pu- pushes her head down more, <laughs> and then the mask growls. No pushing. No touchy. No touchy. She's like, what's wrong? And then we do get a clear shot of him in the coffin, to be fair. Yeah. Well, because you see the mask kind of changes to a demon face or something for a split second. Yeah, that's the same. I like growl. Oh. I'm like a little demon. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 It's like some bad CGI. The right. Face changes a bit. Um, And then, yeah. Okay. So, like, Wheezy Cyborg is now still looking for his inhaler. He's managed to get to go down to the room full of jars and find it and take the puff. And then decides, I don't know what I'll do. I'll have a lie down on a gurney. <laughs> Next to a jar of dead babies. <laughs> yeah. And then we see Pinhead's hand picking up a cleaver. But I always wanted Pinhead to become a slasher icon. Like, <laughs> like Freddy and Jason. And He doesn't and, have to pick up anything physically. Like, that's part of him. But here's the thing. Here's the get out clause. He's not <sighs> really there. He's not at all. They can do anything they want. Pinhead walks over, chops off. Wheezy's face and uh, would they know what Pinhead actually looks like though? Well, like, how are they assuming that someone has seen Pinhead in this this universe? This is my entire problem with the entire Hellworld game. And so the kids are supposed to know exactly what he looks like, but again, not just what he looks like, they have sound bites. I understand. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I wrote down that was a clean cut (laughs) for something that didn't didn't look sharp at all. It was pretty clean. And then he pulls a terrible action face. This is Doug Bradley. Not, not, not great. He sort of guns at the camera. He's just like... Mm-hmm. Oh. Meanwhile, Lance is outside digging ditches. Uh, so none of this is in order, I'm guessing. No. We're just getting this all, all over the place. Which is co- confusing in a way that we don't need it to be confusing. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, Emo Boy is hanging out, being bored, as always. Because he's bored of his own company, he's given up trying to get anyone to talk to him. He's like, oh, whatever, I'll just. I hang just don't out understand here. what his like. If you meet someone off the internet, you make specific plans. Plan, yeah. On, like, I'll meet you I'll at meet this you party. At the front. I'll meet. I'll be wearing this something, and instead, his his plan is: I will wander around looking like a lost, just grinning baby at lamb, girls, grinning at girls, and then being like. Oh, yeah, that's the guy I've been chatting with online. Well, maybe she did tell him what she's going to be wearing because he looks up and sees a sexy nun looking down at him and he's immediately like, oh. Well, what? she doesn't look like a nun right away. She, she looks down at him and gives him his little smile. The nun does? Yeah. I thought she just looked like a normal... No, no, that was the first time at the party where, oh. where they're like, I'm meeting a girl and he's like, oh, hi. And then she's just like, like ew. That. No, this is like the nun this looks is the down nun at him nun. and smiles yeah. at him. Oh. It is just like lure him up. And then he almost does a kind of like looking around point at himself kind of thing. Like, <laughs> wait. Me? Just, you just, could have anyone, including Jesus. <laughs> Superman's like, I met him. <laughs> so then, my dad. He follows her up to a room that looks like it's out of Dead as How to Be a Crack Corp. Yeah, newspaper piece. And that's where she lives. And then the nun just gets naked. More boobs. It's like when Julia's luring the guys into her room, and they're all like, "It is." There's no bed, and she's like, "This is how I like it." Like it's like, don't mind the cockroaches and the rats. That'll be sexy. But that's like, that would be like, that would make sense to me. Remember we talked before about the sort of from Dust to Dawn thing of there was going to be a bordello of blood and the hookers. It's like, imagine if you did this huge party and then Lance or someone working for him or whatever is like, yeah, hired all of these girls and to tempt people to go and have sex. And then they murdered them all and their blood starts bringing lots of people back from hell. 
Like yeah. Lots of different Franks and different, like, whatever people, you know, like, coming back and then Pinhead comes in and goes, Oi! Oi! Stop stealing all my peeps! <laughs> Oi, these are my peeps! <laughs> There's so many ways you could do this film better. Yeah, but they didn't have that money yeah, or that ingenuity. Or that well, and to their credit, yeah, they changed the entire film ten days before shooting it. So, you know... It's just a miracle there's anything here at all. The miracle of Hellraiser on ice. <laughs> so yeah, he heads up there, they get all naked, have some sexy sexy in a very weird scene they with very weird music. Missionary position. Where he keeps very much making sure that that sheet is up there between them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's like, I do not want to get reported to SAG. Yeah. <laughs> well, meanwhile, Lance is presumably outside his coffee going, oh, no, sexy nun, love nun. Yeah. Now she's telling you how much she loves your body. And, and-, <laughs> and then we cut to them post-coital, just like snoozing. Yeah. No conversation. It's no cute. Nothing. He had a little snuggle session. And then she sleeps on your body. And then he hears a weird noise, and it cuts to Adam digging in the basement from the opening. I'm like, what? Yep. Uh, which makes no sense with anything. Yeah. So, but then we see in this flashback with Adam that he has a Lamont configuration, and Lament. then it opens up. Saying it how they're saying Lament. it. Stop it. Saying it how they're you saying stop it. it. now. Lament. It's hurting my head. Lamont. Stop it. So is this... Okay, Lemon. so here's what we needed to figure out. Because it opens up. Mm-hmm. So this is a Lament configuration. A legitimate one, yeah? Because then chains come out. Yeah. So there are some chains here briefly. And then Pinhead comes out. Yeah. So this is... Adam did really open a right. Lament configuration. Yes. Because he was playing an MMO... And then wanted to find the real thing. Oh, you think? That's the thing? He was really, really into it. That's what they kept saying. He was too into this game. So then game. he went and found the real box? Yeah. And then dug a grave? No. Was he, he going to bury I the think, box? I think he was just wanted to kill himself before they killed him. I think that's what it was. By burning himself. Yeah. And then being in the bottom of the house, you know, like in a pit. In oh. his pit, in his burn pit. But then why is the box opening... I don't understand. I don't understand any of this. Yeah. But well, yeah, I think this is legitimate. Uh, meanwhile, Blondie's still stuck in a room. Seriously. She's meant to be the lead of this movie, I think. Jake has had sex and a nap. <laughs> and she's still in this room. Yeah. She's still just hanging out. What is she doing in there? And then she, she's reading the books. There's a bunch of books. She doesn't there. read. She's a good reader. Red leather pants. <laughs> and then yeah. she notices there's a Tannoy speaker in there with Lance talking over it. Who says, just as welcome to hell world. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love this thing of he's like, what it feels like is he's so busy telling everyone else what to do on the phones, much like the screenwriter, that yeah. he suddenly then just got, oh shit, I forgot about her. He just picks up a phone quickly. Uh, welcome to hell world. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Which then p- cues the song. Yes. And, and there's goes, terrible music. Welcome to hell world. Oh, I wish that a different song kicks in. It's, I don't remember how it goes. It's it was really, really bad. bad. But it says, Hell world. Yeah, there is actual like it's the closest we get to the Hellraiser right? song at the yeah. end of part. Hellraiser. But you feel like so with this music suddenly kicking in, it makes you feel like oh stuff's about to happen, or the movie's about to end. No. Yeah, or the movie's about. But you feel like okay, we're at a turning point now. Like something's about to happen, but then it just sort of drifts off again. Yeah. And then Jake rolls out of bed accidentally. It was cute. You know, boy just falls out of it's bed. It's like a rom com move. And then wakes up to no sexy nun. She disappeared. Yeah. Or That's she- a tiny bed. How are they both laying on that bed to begin with? No, no. In his mind. Well, yeah. Lance went, this bed's really big, but when you wake up, it's really small. 
And Blondie finally has the idea, oh, I know, I'll ring the police and gives out the address. But here's the weird thing. Well, it's all weird, isn't it? But they can't hear her on the phone. No. They're like, we can't hear you. What did you say? We got, and she gives the address and then she hangs up. And then we come back again to the only couple who are having sex. By this point, it's like that whole room should be just fucking going at it. But yeah. Still just them and they're still going. So, yeah. you know, well done to them. That's the only way that couples are able to have sex is when they're the only ones having sex in a room full of people <laughs> yeah. having a party. As soon uh, as everyone else starts, they're going to be like, it's not, I'm not I'm feeling it, it anymore. anymore. I need to be the center of attention. Yeah. And then we just cold cut to Lance coming out of the house to talk to a bunch of police. Yep. So he's... And then we later on find that a phone call happened to the police, but not yeah. from them. It's insinuated it is from the ghost of Adam in the house. In I the think. house. Yes. <laughs> So we know she didn't actually phone the police from her coffin. No. Or she phoned them, but they couldn't hear her. Okay. So maybe she was like part coding right. and then it's tried like the to ring them. It's like the Jake thing where you can, because she has a phone, so she could have actually done it. So is this bit real then? Lance suddenly dealing with the police. Is this us cutting out of it all and this I is think a real it is. scene? I think it is. And I say scene in a very loose. Yeah, because you have the <laughs> cop like looking up and he can't see her in the window. Okay. Then the police are telling him it was a girl. Sounds all whacked out. Probably on drugs. Drugs, man. Drugs. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. And Lumpers are meth. It's like, can we look around? The Lance like, no. Which police are never suspicious of. No. But meanwhile, Blondie's on well, the he window. Explains that he's like, I don't want. He's like, I have a petition. I need, need yeah. some I don't cracked want out drugged up girl. It's like, yeah, but you, like, hey, you're doing a huge house party with drugs, and the police turn up. Yeah. They're gonna bust your fucking party. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think so but he's like i don't want i don't want the reputation to be ruined by some cops it's all right well then don't <laughs> like tough they're the cops they're well, gonna fucking break we, up your party like, yeah. they've well, you all can. viably been in- invited okay they all have flyers yeah <laughs> that they printed off and their computers all, but i mean you'd say no they can't do anything about it so what do you think is happening here because we actually the first, like, you're watching for the first time She's banging on the window. The cop's looking up at the window and can't see her. She's like, I'm, on the, I'm at the window. And, right. then, and she's not there. And she's not there. Well, how do you guys interpret this? Is that she thinks in her mind she's at the window? I just no, want I mean, another dimension. Know, I mean, like, when, as you were watching Yeah, I was it. like, she's in another dimension. Oh, I, did, I didn't care. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, just break the damn window. That's what I was, was like, I life. really don't care. I do remember <laughs> the first time I watched it, this was the point where I was like, okay, are they going to do something interesting now? Like, is there now going to be some twist that makes this all work and become creepy and you know but no so wouldn't the cops like physically be standing on these graves because where she is standing she can see him doing it and then later on when they dig them up they're right in front of the house yeah but it's different sides of the house yeah i don't know no there's only one entrance side no but they weren't part the bodies were by the the yeah. entrance, they were like off to the side with these big ass trees i feel like they would have seen freshly dug graves don't know. Yeah, and then like, and then I love like as she's still like, I'm banging at the window. The cops like, definitely drugs, probably speed or mess. <laughs> and then he's like laughing to himself about it. And then dispatch calls him and says, "Oh, the call is coming from your own phone." To which instead of creeped out, he just says, "These kids and their gadgets, yeah. <laughs> it's ringing me from my own phone. Nothing to investigate here, cop people. Let's so that, leave." So then that must have not been real, like that interaction. But I, I think, I mean, who cares? But it really could be real. I think it was meant to be real. Mm. Because if, no, you're right, aren't you? Because no, that's why. Because it's ringing from your own phone. That's the point of it. Yeah. It would be, it would be. Her just, yeah. Lance just 
Oh, no, her phone. Oh, talking to her as if he's the cop. Okay, so none of this is real. None of it's real. Oh, no, because I thought that she... Oh, I don't no, because know. then no, she well, sees like, that's the whole reason why it'd be coming from his phone. And also the cop later with uh, Pinhead is... That's why that's there, too. Because it didn't make sense. It's like, why is he still there? It's terrible. Yeah, none of it's real. None of it's real. I do they, like it. He even says, you're right. None of it's real. It's all game. It's like, you got these lines and Lance says to the cop, I love to party. Yeah. And I love to party. It's like, again, you could be, you know, the millionaire Frank. Yeah. Who's into all of this weird kinky shit. And, you know, you do love to party. Welcome yeah. to Hello World. Superman's making out with a hot chick all over the house and she tells him to go down on her, but he never does that. Instead, surprise, surprise. <laughs> instead, she's. She goes down on him for like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then he's, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll do it for you. To be fair, he never agrees. He just pulls a terrible face and of disgust. Like, and then she bites his t shirt and rips it off. Yeah, but then his shirt's completely fine. Which makes sense now. It's good they didn't direct her to do that. Yeah. Crazy Romanian chicks. Yeah. I just love to think of Lance being like, and then she wants you to go down on her, but gross. (laughs) (laughs) We only take, we do not give. Yeah. We love to party. We love to party. Lance is then looking up at Blondie in the window after the cops leave. Like, doesn't even, is he putting that in her head as well? Because this is the moment, honestly, the first time I was like, this is the only intrigue I've got so far is what is happening here. Yeah. He clearly uh, just put that in her head. Yeah. Everything's. Then I look up at you, and nobody and you see else me. sees you. You know that you are trapped. Uh, but we do have the great bit. She pushes Superman into a room, and then he turns around <laughs> to her and just puts up his little just goes, <laughs> <laughs> just <"Rawr."> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. He's <laughs> totally, that's the moment you go, dude. You're such a nerd. Yeah, you're not a cool jock guy at all. No, <laughs> you're a nerd. Oh, uh, he's yeah. I mean, but again, he's enjoying himself. Yeah. He's good. having so much fun. I was going to say, the person who's having the most fun is him. Yep. And then it'd be uh, Cyborg. Yes. The two dudes yeah. have fun. They're like, this is so great. God, man, this is the best movie ever. Right. Blondie's like, I'm in a movie. I'm going to do it seriously. I'm going to be I'm the best do my actress. Kicks. I can wear my pants. Yeah. The girl that shuts the door on Superman, he's in the jar room again because they have but two sets. And then he stumbles across Cyborg's body and the severed head. And then the head. Which also, he lifts the leg, and I'm like, it would be stiff because of rigor mortis. I knew as I wrote that down, I was like, Justin's going to be saying this leg should be stiff. Yeah. I love his face when he holds his hand up with blood. It's just like, it's like the cliche quintessential. He was really good at doing that cliche. Yeah. Where he was like, I want to get him and Adam Scott together for these movies. Oh, man. If you do a remake of Hellraiser, (laughs) you have to have both of them in it. Yeah. And then guest appearance by Cyborg. My little brother, who looks very similar, well, he wishes he looked like Henry Cavill. Yeah, he has some more charisma to him. Little guy. Little guy. Big guy. I don't know. My little brother. He's never going to be a fully grown person in my head. But he's always telling Al that he just wants to be the guy walking around a, ro- a set going, hello? And he's like, and then you can just kill me, but let me take my top off at least once. I filmed this and sent it to him. Because this is exactly, he's like, that could have been me. Hello? Can he let you he's like, that's all I want. He just goes, hello? Anybody? Somebody? And then he pulls his cute little face and he goes, sweet cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Write <laughs> that down too. Sweet cheeks. <laughs> so good. It's so funny. And then a new Cenobite turns up. Oh my god, they had another costume. Who yeah. would it? And then he goes, oh no, not good. <laughs> 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 
he triggers this big hook to go into him, and then so he just dies on the hook. Yeah. yeah, like nothing. Else. I'll keep waiting for something else to happen, but no. Is he? He sticks his finger where the light is. I'm like, oh, is he gonna get electrocuted? Because that'd be gnarly. Nothing. Nothing. And then Pinhead turns up as he has to contractually for each of these kills. He's oh. looking a bit yellow here. Pinhead, Pinhead. Well, like especially in comparison. I don't know. He was just Pinhead looking really like chicken fat yellow. Whoa, he's got jaundice. Well, yeah, he does. it does. It looks pretty jaundicey. He does his one line here, which is very ironic. Uh, he said, this is just the beginning. Which, it was the and end. Then, and then the it guy died. the end for Doug Bradley, actually. Yeah, yeah. and it's also the end of Superman, because he has a heart attack, basically. But he doesn't say heart attack, he just dies of fear. Yeah, dies of plain good old fear or whatever. Suddenly, though, Blondie is now out of a room. She was let out in the last scene, which I missed completely. By just the door opening by itself. Yeah. Just yeah. Well, he finally got around to that bit of the conference call, and he's like, oh, shit, I better get back on that. Your door's open. Well, he's, like, running out of people to play with. Yeah, that's true. Well, all my boys are done. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, fine. Brit chick took care of herself. You and emo boys are like, He's like, that Brit Brit chick was crazy. (laughs) So she's out. I wonder if, like, when she kills her, he's like, whoa, I did not expect that to be happening. Oh, this was just going to be a joke, but all right. I guess I'm going to kill this guy. Got to go with it, yeah. So she's out running after the cops through this woods and they don't see her. So she jumps into a car, but out of petrol and then Lance pops up out of the back seat. So she runs like a fucking maniac <laughs> out of there. Like she is just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. God bless her. I mean, God, again, this is somewhere where it's like they clearly think this is a good big break for them and they're giving it everything, but she has very little to no talent. Yep. So it's kind of painful. And then yeah, it was an emo boy. He's just looking at some candles, which give him a magical memory of Adam with candles. Uh, as we yeah. actually see him pouring gas all over himself and lighting himself on fire, screaming again. It's like, I'm burning up for you, buddy. <laughs> Pours the gas over himself with his mouth open. That's just like that's not the best way to do it, dude. He is going all out. He's like, I want my insides to burn too. <laughs> I don't want any part of me unsinged. Oh, so yeah, like he burned himself. Um, then we keep getting these shots of the lead screaming through the small holes, which is, yeah, the breathing hole. We get another one, another bunch of them here. Which again, yeah, they're showing it to us, I guess, pretty clearly. And then Blondie runs into a cop in the woods, which isn't suspicious. Who I thought was not a real cop. Like, I thought he well, was... Not, none of it no, is. No, 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 but I'm saying, like, terrible actor. <laughs> like, I really didn't get... Even you dressed as a cop, I'm not getting that you're a cop. Well, I don't think he thinks that she's going to get that because he actually says to her, while dressed as a cop, I'm a cop. Yeah. <laughs> literal line. <laughs> In case you didn't get it from the costume. Uh. Yeah, he says he'll help her, but then Pinhead puts a what through him? I don't even know. I can't remember. It looks like a javelin. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like... Something a, through his chest. Looks like the spaceship in Flight of the Navigator is like just uh, uh, some yeah. prop thing that they obviously have from yeah, another film. It's like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is what it looked like. And then, yeah, he does some more of his contractual lines. Says, you still don't understand, do you? There's no way out, Chelsea. Oh, what wonders we have to show you. <laughs> Which, oh, just pissing all over the legacy of everything. Yep. And if this is Lance Henriksen speaking, which it is, I get that you still don't understand, do you? There's no way out, Chelsea. But then, why would Lance say, oh, what wonders we have to show you? It's like, what fun is he getting from role-playing as Pinhead? I don't know. He's, I'd say a little credibility here. Like, he does his voice pretty well. I remember, which one was it that he was 
not sounding that convincing with no part two or three what part two where pinhead didn't sound like very good uh, oh. but doc bradley's delivering the lines with as much conviction as he possibly can yeah uh, like as the, much as he's the tomba's good really able and then emo boy starts ringing her screaming for her help and we see that lance is the one ringing her as emo boy's voice turns into lance's voice and then we get him standing there in the woods on the phone. Did you figure it out here? No. Yeah. No. You Still got don't it. care. Justin's got it. He's <laughs> like, I know what's happening. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so she runs back to the house and now it's all empty. Are we intrigued? Nope. I was like, okay. where are the naked people? They're still there, don't worry, somewhere. Where are they? Emo boy's screaming for her and they go to find each other but somehow can't, even though it's meat in the foyer. You know, you just like, you just give a little bit of instruction. This um, is why he couldn't find his internet date. And then we have the great lines where it says, I think the house is haunting us. To which the other one says, Not if I can help it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do, Jake? <laughs> what are you going to do? He's like, I had sex with a ghost nun. I can do anything. I can do. Well, I had sex with Lance Hendrickson. Uh, so they hang up with each other with no plan. They no. just decide, all right. Not if you can help it. That's enough for me. Let's hang up the phone. Everything else is yeah. going to work out. <laughs> and then Blondie opens the door and guess who's there, Justin? Chomper. Chomp, 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 chomp. Chatterer is there or a weird version of him. Super fit. And then, yeah, we get like Superman shows up and Brit Chicks shows up. The Superman's all like scarred with like staples yeah, in his like face. Yeah, it's like half of his face is stapled up. So he's sort of yeah. meant to be a centibite, I guess. I wrote down zombie friends. <laughs> Brit Chick is doing a terrible cosplay of the original female Cenobite. Yeah, I was like, their only idea for a female Cenobite is vagina throat. Yep. That's all they've got. That's all you can do. This is just like... I'll just write down, this is sacrilegious at this point. Yeah, it? it's offensive. <laughs> and, like, and, and, and again, because none of it even means anything. Even if, this, at least if this was a house bringing back Cenobites, that would look stupid. Yeah. You know? And then Blondie ends up somehow in the attic... And she's wearing, like, a weird cross I just suddenly noticed. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Which, was that there for the entire I film? I don't remember. They just suddenly chucked that on her. <laughs> oh, fuck, we forgot. You should be wearing a cross. <laughs> we need more religious icons here. And then a private number rings her, and it's Lance. And then they try to go meta here while she says that she hasn't opened a box and blah, blah, blah. It's all out of focus again as well. Looks really badly. This whole scene's out of focus. And the emo boy, but at the same time, he's finding a paper opener. To, to defend himself with and then Chatterer is there and he stabs at him but it turns out it's actually Blondie and he stabbed Blondie in the chest he looks down at his hand aghast as if with this how hand, could I possibly I had slay thee <laughs> how did you betray me <laughs> what then, has behooved you he's screaming Dick. and sad and then his phone rings but oh my god it's Blondie on the phone as well as Blondie dead in front of him I have, I really hate these cell phones. <laughs> yeah. It's just, this is like, what was it? Oh, the, was it Detter? Where they kept falling asleep and then waking up? What yeah. was the one where they woke up the most? I think it was Hellseeker. I can't remember which one they where kept falling asleep. Hellseeker's one was waking up, waking up. Yeah, waking where up. every time they needed somebody to move into the next scene, they literally just had him wake up. And in this one, it's like, okay, the scene's over. Someone call her. 
okay, now she's going to call someone else. Oh, now her phone rings. Yeah. And it's just so... Ring-a-ling, ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding. So Ring-a-ling-ding-a-ding. And then it looks down and Blondie has gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he picks the phone and goes, what the fuck is that? I just killed you. <laughs> I just killed you. She like, died what? in my head. Well, she's like, not even remarking it. He's like, I just killed you. She just doesn't even say anything. Yeah. So Lance going, okay. Um, I just died well, in your arms tonight. Yeah. So he tells her, none of this is adding up with the box and pinhead. And she says, maybe we're already dead and in hell uh, because they belong there for not saving Adam from himself. He set himself on fire. No one, you it wasn't as though they anything. were like, you know what would be cool, Adam, if you did this thing, and then he did it, and they're like, oh shit, my bad. Yeah, it's literally Nobody, Adam being a dumbass. Adam did it. He so, poured gasoline down his own throat. And the one credibility I'm going to give here is it's them saying, oh, you think it's going to be Inferno or Hellseeker, but no, it's even more stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he, here's where he promises her, don't worry, when we get out of here, I'm going to give you the most beautiful sunrise ever. Is some kind of I'm euphemism? God, and I can make that happen. That's some kind of euphemism. <laughs> oh, so she oh. says, you walked in the attic, and he's still, I'll come get you. But then he sees the alcohol. From seeing it, he begins to put it all together. Even things he didn't see happen, like the ink on Superman's yep. thumb. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, we didn't need, because Superman drank the fucking drink. So like, don't even write that in to begin with. Yeah. Um, Blondie's finding a book in the attic with a picture of Adam and Jake and then a picture of something else that we don't get to see and we find out in the next scene Adam and his father Lance Henriksen dun, dun, dun. Da, 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 da. and then a voice starts calling out to her and we get also, a hand from the floorboard real question Go for it. how the fuck do they know what Pinhead looks like he's on a card who how that's what she was saying earlier that's what I said yeah, yeah. Like, that's it why it sense. doesn't make any sense yeah, don't make yeah. any sense. Because that means smaller, that someone has seen Pinhead at some point and, and lived then to tell about like, it. Gave a wonderful Drew a little picture. Picture. Well, they opened uh, a box and with a Polaroid and then took a photo and, <laughs> and they like sent him back. Close hey, the box. Bite. <laughs> I'd do that. I'd open your own box. And it's just in the like, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna make no! a, I'm gonna make an MMO about this. Yeah. And it's gonna I make just thought, why the fuck would you stick your hand down a hole in the floor and then be surprised when someone grabs it? Yeah. And this is a chance for them to do a callback to the first film yeah. with stuff coming out of the floorboards. Yeah. But nope. Nope, nope, nope. Just reminds me how good the first one was. Yeah. But oh, then she sees go back to Frank. It's Adam's Deadpool coming. face is under the floorboards. Fucking yeah. Deadpool's under the floorboards. <laughs> He's like, hey girl. <laughs> Why don't you come down here? There's chimichangas down here. Come on down. Emo boy's hearing her screams, rushes to rescue her. He tells her it's not real and it's all in your head. So they both give some of their information to each other, sharing it. Ba, 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 da, ba, ba. Music is all victorious here. So like, yeah, then like in my head, the first time I watched this, this is where I was like, okay, so I can see this then. It's Adam's dad. All right. That's not that bad a twist. And he's got this house of Le Marchand to like summon demons into maybe to like torture them all or something just that simple right. that wrote but at least it makes some sense but it, no instead Lance turns up she kicks him over the staircase to the floor because remember she could take care Epic. of herself roundhouse kick roundhouse kick man and remember this isn't real and Lance is saying oh you kicked me over this fucking like you kicked me over the stairs to the floor because I want to like fuck with you for a bit and they run outside and Lance is outside waiting for them he's not dead and then they find the graves of themselves with yeah. tubes sticking out of them for yeah. air. And Jake's figures out it's us in the graves. 
how he figures that out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then Lance turns up and says the rest he knew would turn up to the party, but in order to get Jake, he had to find him on a hell world chat room and pretend I want to fuck you. <laughs> I, I found you though, Jake, on the internet. Yeah. That's his line. He's like, I couldn't have done this without you. You gave me the idea and the plans and blah, blah, blah. Then I went, wow, this is actually all Jake's fault. Jake yeah. is the real dickhead from he the beginning. The real He's Jake the real is villain. the reason that they're all there. Yeah. I said this film is like a cross between a bad goosebumps story and a script written by an actual Edgar Allan Poe fan, but then it just like went off the rails. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, which then emo boy uh, like says, well, you spent, you know, Adam spent his entire life waiting for his father. You never came home. Like he raises good points. Yeah. yeah. Which Lance does not answer anything. No. And he goes, we loved him. We don't deserve this. That's what he says. Which is valid. And then he goes to punch Lance, but then, nope, he's in the box. Yep. And then he explains the drug that he used, put him in that trance like a furia, very suggestive one. We learn the whole movie's been a lie. He's like, there have been deaths, there have been confessions, there have been orgasms. <laughs> That's a literal line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he said it was all so exhausting. I barely had it in me to go back and enjoy myself at the party. <laughs> Cue sexy music as we see him smoking next to topless lady that they first seen when they walked in oh man so it turned out yeah the brit chick she ripped her own throat apart like cyborgs asthma killed him superman just died of fear um and then he would have known that fear was superman's greatest weakness (laughs) his kryptonite so then (laughs) he tells blondie your dream's over your nightmare's just about to begin. And then he, what, caves her box in on there? Is that what he's doing? Because he starts, like, shoveling into it. So no, 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 that's, that's like, it's the effects what, of it. Uh, yeah, but that's how she's interpreting it, yeah. isn't it? Because like, he's, he's burying like, and now he's right. trying to stab her to death. Yeah, because she feels the buried. dirt coming in on top of her. Just cover a hole. Just yeah. cover the tube. Yeah, he should just put his cap, caps on them. Should have had a cap cover. Yeah. yeah. Well... Yeah, you can anything. get that at Home Depot when he got the PVC pipes. Yeah, because he, he cut the no. PVC pipes himself. It's the police. So what we're meant to Policia. believe is he did all of this, fought with them for ages, and then, then reveals left. it to them, and he goes, ha ha ha, bye. <laughs> goes back to the party, enjoys the rest of the night. Everyone clears out. He takes off out of town, and then the police turn up later on. Yeah, however long it's been. That's when Adam decides to make a fucking ghost phone call. Takes forever. That guy. Man, yeah, right. Do you know how much it costs to call? The living world from the spirit world. I'll so bet. Fucking. He had to like call some favors in. That's a lot of money. Go play some poker, get the cash. He did a reverse charge call. I yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember that? She just gets a ghost bill. Yeah. Can you do that? One eight hundred C L A T T. She for you that. and she for me. You'd ring up, ring up the, uh, yeah. what they call the collect, collect call. Yeah, no, but when you'd ring up uh, the uh, operator. Operator. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go, uh, I want to do a reverse charge call. And then yeah. ring the number and go, do you accept the reverse charges for this person? Yeah. I was like, we, who is it? Yeah, no. we call, yeah, we'd call it collect here. Yeah, collect call. Yep. Collect call. Yeah. Yeah, just, Out here. Who's collecting it? The They're collecting the from... The person who's accepting it. Yeah. It's collecting it. Uh, yeah. I just do reversing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not paying. Do a switcheroo. Good old switchy switcher tin. That's such a cool thing, too. Because you're just like, I don't have money. Oh, I can just do press zero. You pay for it. Mom! <laughs> yeah. So, and then you trigger me like, oh, can you tell my mom that? And you would just change your last name to the code word, like where you are. And then they just go, nope. <laughs> and, then, and then you would just wait and they'd come get you. Yep. All right, guys, we're right at the end. Let's, let's stop getting distracted by our phones. People needs to knows. 
So she gets rescued by the police. It turns out she's alive and also weirdly emo boy. Yeah, she goes, and she runs up to Jay! him when but he's for like, no reason. And yeah, he's just like passed out. She runs up screaming in his face, going, "Oh my god, Jake, are you okay? Oh my god, Jake, are you okay?" So, so. <laughs> Like, no, we've been out for a couple of, like, days, days. Yeah. in a box. I'm dehydrated. I'm and <laughs> How are you even running around? Yeah. Leather pants. Yeah. Fresh. So leather, uh, keep the moisture and all the no, vitamins those still. things would have, like, sucked all the moisture out. She wouldn't even be able, she would have been, like, uh, My hips Ross hurt. and Friends, where she can't, can't move. Okay, but here's what I want to know, then. Because Britchick ripped the throat apart. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, cyborg guy, asthmatic attack. Yeah. yeah. Superman, fear. Out of fear. Yeah. So Lance didn't kill any of them. Now these two, he could have killed, and instead he goes to the party and then fucks off, leaving them alive in this thing, but presumably uh-huh. alive to die. Right. Yeah. So did he plan to kill them? Was he just going to basically haze them all and try and like, or was it like once one of them died, he just let you know the others because he didn't kill any of them. I feel like he said something to this effect, but I don't remember now what it was because he said they actually died and that wasn't my plan. Or something. Oh no, he said like with the first one when she died was a surprise or something or whatever. Like, right. He, like, but he doesn't care about it. No. But it's almost like a jigsaw thing yeah. as well here. In terms or he, of, did, he couldn't care either I'm way. Not killing you, you're killing yourself, yeah. kind of thing. Mm. But it's kind of the same of like, you know, putting getting someone to hold a gun to their mouth and shout at them until they keep pulling the triggers. Like, well, I didn't shoot you. But <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, Agree. Yeah, he just leaves these two to die just of natural causes in the coffins, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, you're going to soil yourself. So. And there's definitely no suggestion that he might have called the cops or anything. It's definitely Ghost Adam. No, because you see like the ghost shadow in the window. I don't know it's Adam. though. first time I saw this movie, I thought it was the sexy nun girl. Uh, I thought so she rang the police. Just like ghosts. Mm. Well, what's great is, yeah, after like she's gone shouting. She's like, I can't let a D like that go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> after she's gone shouting at emo boy, he's just like, he's like dying. And then he just turns and goes, guess I owe you that sunrise, right? Yeah, fucking hell. How, but how did they even have that conversation about the sunrise? Because they weren't like he probably they had actually that. had that conversation on cell phone. So technically, they could have so had saying, it between oh, no, no, each no, no, other. No, no, I, I, I think he had that conversation with Lance, and that's when he says to her, "She's like, okay." That's why she doesn't respond, right? She doesn't say anything. I don't know. She just kind of smiles at him, like, "The fuck are you saying?" Uh, she's like, he says, I owe you that sunrise. She's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you crazy. It's like, all right. So I'm the cop just... says that they, we almost gave up on you guys. You've been missing for days. The house owner cleared out and covered his tracks, but don't worry. We'll find him. Like, yeah, I know who it is. I don't really trust these cops that they're going to find him. No. And then they said, someone rang from the house. Weirdest thing. We don't understand when the boo-boo. And then she sees a ghost of potentially Adam. Uh, and she's looking up into the sky. And then we're cutting to the shot of the window that she's meant to be looking at. But she's looking vertical. She's yeah. like looking up like at Superman. <laughs> Henry. The spirit of <gasps> Henry Cavill. Thanks, Super Daddy. Which in an interview that I listened to with the writer of this, who he said he used to uh, play pool with Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pronounce his name Cavill. Oh. Cavill? Yeah. Evil. It's ever on IMDb. Wait, who pronounces the writer of this. His he, bud. He pronounced his last name wrong. I don't know, but he I don't know if it is wrong. I've never, to be fair, I've never heard anybody else say his name other than my friends, and they work together, so like, I Yeah, and the IMDb, it says, like, his last name is pronounced, like, as if you were to say travel. Oh, okay. So Cavill. it's Cavill. Cavill. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he pronounced it wrong. 
some buds. <laughs> so then we got a final scene. We cut to the Clark Hotel. Clark Kent Hotel. Mm. I don't know. I don't know why this is a nod to, or it's just the only hotel they had. Yeah. Lance is sitting on a bed, smoking, drinking with some terrible music. Um, and then he opens up a box of keepsakes from Adam. Looks at the only photo the production could be bothered to do of him and his son together. Yes. Like yeah. that's it. He doesn't have any more of his. And he had the lover's photo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, your lover's gone. <laughs> I got that photo of that kid I tried to kill. And then he pulls out a Lament configuration or a Lamont configuration. No. Seriously, it's making me upset. The music tries here to be the original theme, but without touching on the infringement <gasps> legalities of uh-huh. using Christopher Young's original score. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then he opens the box and then looks amazed. So, okay, here we know he definitely never believed in any of it as Spooky Spookies. Yeah, he but didn't think it, it was real. Even if, if it was a LaMarchand house, he didn't believe in any of it. Right. Like, happening. And then Pinhead turns up with the other two Cenobites. We got some weird chomper, and we've got Bound, buff, I guess this is Buff, Fit. They've, like, gone through rigorous military Dingle training. And ready to mingle, chomper. Yep. He's ready to bite into love. You remember when you used to give kind of bad lines like, welcome to oblivion? Yeah. (laughs) Now he just says, welcome to hell, because that's where the writing's got to. Yeah. Uh, And he tells him, seeing is believing, and your son was quite the prodigy at the MMO game? (laughs) Yeah. Well, he made his own lament configuration, his son. Did he, though? Yeah. Because. I think that was. Because that was real, because that was before Jake. That's uh, the became with the spikes. So how does Lance get inside a Lamont? Uh, he made it. No, but how would Lance get inside it? To then booby trap it with spikes to poison him. And now Chatter has a big, massive chain blade. Yep. Where do you get this? How you feeling? Why? How you feeling with the well, chain blade? They're the, they're the gangster squad. They like got a budget. They worked hard. They got a raise. You know, Leviathan probably got replaced <laughs> by some other head. Uh, Princess came back, so. The economy is flourishing, and mm. so everyone. They do look like they're putting out hip hop records now. They yeah. do, yeah. yeah. They were like, "Well, you know what's kind of badass, intimidating, NWA. Let's go with that vibe." Well, this is the one chance to be. You know, all those bits where we had Pinhead as slasher in this, it wasn't real, so that doesn't count. Yeah. But no, Chatter now here is a slasher. Chatter and Bound go up. They slice Lance Hendrickson to pieces, dicey. and then we get Doug Prad- Bradley's final <sighs> line as Pinhead. Yep. I didn't even know that this How's was his that? final line. And even then, I was still disappointed. Yeah. How's that for a wake-up call? That is Doug Bradley's bow at the yep. end of how many years? 1987 to this? Wow. Long time. And that's his final, final, final yeah. line. And that is my final time watching this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only... Um, but yeah, it's, more shit is still happening. E- emo boy and Blondie are driving and they're trying to pick a place as you go to Chicago, Miami, and they're all laughing and happy, even though all their friends just died. And still their chemistry is so awkward between the two Which of them. Which is also all his fault. How is she chill with that? Literally, this is all yeah. his fault. And there's some terrible country pop songs playing in the background as he says, hey, but look, at, look, I deliver. <laughs> Check out this sunrise. And then we get this terrible It's a shot. sunset. It's not a sunrise that he's given her. But wait, then the phone rings. And it's Lance. And he's in the back seat and they skid off the road and then they look at each other. And then some horrible music kicks in. And like, oh my God, well, are they still in the box? Are they not still in the box? And no, they're not. Because then the police are going into the hotel room that Lance was in. There's blood everywhere. And then we end on the box, the lament configuration. 
covered in blood, sitting on the floor. In the most arty shot of the movie, there's a little, like, a billowing curtain next to it. So what the fuck? Lance, what is... Because that bit was the only bit I was like, oh, are they going to go... Oh, actually, they didn't get out? Like, there's, like, another twist at the end? But they're still... Yeah, I thought that it was going to be that they were still in the coffin. But no. But then Lance but no. visits them like a ghost. Yeah. After he's been taken to hell by Pinhead. Yeah. This is not... This is not... Like, it doesn't make lore. sense. Weird for this film. And we're out. That is the end. They look at each other quite rightly confused, as they should do. But I hate way. their faces. I hate their faces at the end. <laughs> that is Hellraiser colon Hellworld. The final Doug Bradley Hellraiser movie. The final in what is seen by many as, you know, the original arc of Hellraiser movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, from here on out, things are going to get a lot worse or a lot better, depending on who you are. I'm going to get drunk. The next three, I've decided. Only two, only two more. Oh, jeez. Only two more movies. Don't worry. Right, we're drinking. We're getting real drunk. <laughs> so, Rick Boda, no more movies from him. Thank God. Now, Rick Boda, stop it. The only Get person we're going to be bro. The Still only away. person that we're going to be talking about next week who's involved with these, Henry Cavill, is <laughs> Adam Scott. James Gunn. <laughs> a guy I keep mentioning for all these podcasts. Christopher Nolan. Which is Gary Tunnicliffe. And he's been doing makeup effects. And I should also mention on this movie, he was second unit director on this movie by this point. Gary's just playing the long con with these films. He's oh, he like, really is. I'm just waiting for everyone else to die or drop off and then I'm taking over. He really is. And we, we're gonna be, we have a lot to say about him next week and the Chill. week after that, actually. But we will get to that when we get there. For right now, my friends... Yes. My traveling companions. It's not going to be, it's, it's not gonna be a long review for me. I want to know. All right. We'll start so, with you, Justin. How okay. do you feel about Hellraiser Hellworld? And where do you want the series to go from here? Well, I like I like the Justice League. They're my favorite thing about this. <laughs> I do like MMOs, but I would never play that MMO. This movie was a lot of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give it... Fuck, man. I want to give it a higher number because of those two. But I'm going to have to give it a three. Three? Yeah. Is that your the lowest? Is that your lowest? That's the what? lowest. Your lowest. This is not the worst that we've seen. Wait, actually, I don't think it's the lowest. I think it's tied for lowest. Whatever, for lowest. whatever is my second to lowest number, this is the second to lowest. That's okay. what I rate it. Whatever. Right. Like, I think maybe four is actually. And then I think I had a 3.5. Okay. We'll I just get there in the wrap yeah, up. Because yeah. I, I really liked Justice League, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a movie with them two, and they just like get into shit and yeah, and end up like barely getting out with their lives. But that's not going to happen because they're dead. Is that what you want? That's, <laughs> that's what I wanted to, to go next. Uh, I guess I want adventure. I don't want it to be like stuck in one place. I want them to be like you trying to run. I want budget, which is not going to happen. <laughs> so what I want is comedy. I just want to laugh the whole time, like in a good way. <laughs> Not, not for it to try to be serious anymore, because that's not going to happen. Okay, okay. You're hoping for a big budget comedy, hopefully starring one of the, like, like Luke Wilson or someone. Like somebody fun. I don't know. Enjoyable characters. I'm asking for too much. Just something that's not going to make me want to feel, or <laughs> something that doesn't make me feel like I'm in a, my own private hell. Joan Favreau is pinhead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Katie Watson. Oh my god. I just said it's not the worst one, so... uh, It's not the worst, because I was just reading through my notes of the previous weeks, and I was like, no, this is definitely not the worst. Like, it feels really bad when you're in it, 
<laughs> like you're watching it and you're like, this is the worst. And then, but if you then think about where we've been, you're like this, I've been worse places. <laughs> and honestly, it was really hard because there were points in this film that I was like, oh, this is going to go an interesting way. And then it just shits its own bed like so many times. A really different, interesting way. <laughs> yeah. And I said it goes a completely different, oh, interesting. It is not interesting. It's interesting. It is not interesting at all. It is full on in the range of the time that everyone was like, a movie's not good unless it has a twist. And then maybe they're still in hell. And it's like, and then the actors couldn't pull off anything. They should have at the very least killed off Jake and had Superman be the final guy because he <laughs> at least was interesting and he had a good face and a good character and personality. And yeah, at leave least it is all he did. He was like, he was having so much fun. He was. And Jake was such a bore to see on screen. He annoyed me every time I saw his face, even after he brushes his hair back off his forehead for the last scene. Does not make you cool, Jake. Just makes you annoying and with cool hair. <laughs> I just felt like at the very, by the end, I was like, this series has lost its way. Like, it really has. It's, it's gotten so, it's lost all its self-respect. And so I think that, yeah, in order to redeem itself at this point, it needs to go full on for something instead of trying to be like, we're homaging things, we're... We're going to bring back hints of things that you loved at the beginning. It's like, no, just give me what I loved at the beginning instead of you trying to put your own flair on something and then giving me hints of something that you think I'll like. Why don't you just make something that you think fans are going to like completely? And yeah, I just, this was not, I wanted it to be like a fun, scary party house and like with fake Cenobites. Sexy ladies. That would have been awesome. Sexy Cine Bunny. And then buddies. just, yeah, keep the humor in it. Why Why can't you just do that instead of trying to wedge in all this other shit? So, I just I just want it to give me what I want. <laughs> and what is it that you want? I want Cinnabite strippers. <laughs> that's what I want. Delicious. That'd be a good strip club. I would. Because that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to be sexy, bondage, that sort of thing. If you want to get it back to Club Buckers Perversions. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we started. Okay. That's the whole reason you were meant to open the box. And now everybody opens the box. And it's not even scary after you open the box. Okay. I thought Pinhead was sad, but in a, like a different way than he used to be sad in this one. Like it just was bittersweet. It was just, yeah. You could just see it on his face. He's like, I'm here for the paycheck. So I'm giving this one. I've, I've given three to a lot. so I'm hesitant to put three. <laughs> but it's going to. It's not better. It's not better than deader. <laughs> that's a good sentence. I know. So I don't know. I have. I guess that's a three. And I'll have to work this out on our wrap up. Okay. Thank you very much, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to give a few credits here to no. this film. One, it got made. Because considering <laughs> having, they were planning to do this while writing it, while shooting another one, with a week in between to do everything they needed to do to then do the next one, it's impossible. And to then change your mind and rewrite it at the last second with basically a week to go, insane. So the fact that it's here and it is coherent 
it's just stupid. You know, the idea is stupid. Mashing these two stories together doesn't work. But it does, it is coherent. Like, there is a level of proficiency here in terms of they made a movie and it tells their stupid story. Yeah. So I have to give them credit for that because there's an incredible pressure that they made this under. But, you know, there are much smarter things they could have done. So for creativity and being smart over what decisions they should have made. No, take away all that credit. This is a dumb fucking movie. And what's frustrating about it is there's a million ways to make this work. And I really feel, honestly, even with the level of talent involved too, which is not great. The writer, not great. The actors, for the most part, not great. Yeah, Henry Cavill does something. You know, he's got some energy here at least. But everyone else is pretty bad. Lance Henriksen, at least he's Lance, you know. Yeah. And Doug Bradley's, you know, he is pinhead. So, but they have like all these strings to stories here. It's like you could have done so much with it, even with a bad director like Rick Bota is. And he is a bad director. It would have still been something if you had either, like they have $5 million. Like if you had had the time to prep this properly, if this legitimately had $5 million, like that first, that we keep going back to it. Justin, but that Texas Chainsaw Massacre Michael Bay remake, $9 million. Yeah. And it looks fucking great. Yeah. And you got, it's, you got Jessica Biel in that. And, you know, like, it's that movie is beautiful. Yeah, yeah I really find good. it hard to believe they couldn't get a better lead here, like a, a better final girl. Well, if you're casting with a week to go, then you just take what you can get. You got yeah. Superman. Uh, but I want to know where all that money went. Yeah, yeah, where did all that money go? Because it's not on it screen. On flights this is not Romania. a $5 million movie. Particularly if you've got a four-week shooting budget. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy. If you're dragging it out for like 10 weeks, maybe. But like four weeks, no. So this is just frustrating because I think in a weird way, and I think Bloodline Part 4 does it much better, but Bloodline has these great big ambitions and then just didn't fulfill on it with the talent that was trying to do that. This film, it doesn't have the ambitions, but there's so many things you could have done here that would have been a lot of fun. And just, yeah, just fun, I think is the operative word. Yeah. Um, and he wanted to make three films that were different. I appreciate that. And they are different. First one aped Inferno and did it either better or worse, depending on who you are. Detta was, yeah, this weird news, like, like news story reported thing. And then this one is about cult. And then this one is, yeah, trying to be a fun party film, but it, they fuck it up completely. Just try to make it too serious. Yeah. And as a last performance from Doug Bradley, it is so painful. Not because his performance is bad, just because of how he's used um, in this film, it is so upsetting that this is the last time we're going to see Doug as this iconic character, potentially ever. Who will know? We'll get to some of that stuff later on. What do I want to happen next? I mean, again, I, I'm the only one of us who've seen all these, so I know where it's going next. But yeah, I mean, like at this point, we're going to be talking about it ne- at the beginning of next podcast. But they started talking about a remake, and that is completely where I would be at this point. Just reboot this fucking thing. Like, you need to clean that sleigh and start again. I appreciate if you need to recast Doug Bradley. I'm not a fan of that, but you got to do what you got to do. Take the time. Find the right person and completely start from scratch with a bigger budget. The first one had a million dollars, you know? Like, well, fine, at least give one million dollars, but, like, you could do up to 10 million and do a proper reboot, you know? Get some real talent, people who really care. And they were attempting to do that, and we will get to that in next week's podcast. But until then... Oh, where would I rate this? Sorry. Uh, very, very low. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is the piece of shit. Like, I would give this. Again, there are tiny elements in it that I got enjoyment out of. I remembered liking this one more than I did. I remembered this one being, like, stupid, but at least fun. It was just stupid. Yeah. Um, I would, though, for me, it's better than Hellseeker. Hellseeker angered me so, so much. 
I think I like Deader slightly more than this. Yeah, I think I do. Uh, but oh, it's right down there at the very, very, very bottom for me. This is in my last two. But until next week, then, if you head over to wearegeeks.com, wearegeeks.com, then you can help support us by going on out to our iTunes or to our, uh, I think we're about to get on Popbeam, but we're on SoundCloud right now. And you can then subscribe on iTunes. If you're listening to this, we're going to ask you a big, big friendly favor. Just go on iTunes, take those 30 seconds to rate us, please, because it's the only thing that helps us. Um, and subscribe as well. That will really help us out. Because we do all this for free. It costs us money to do this. It takes a lot of time for us to do this. And Justin's dead. Just like he's dead. actually we dead next him. to me. Hey. <laughs> and, like that's, you know, I can, we got to pay for his hospital bills and stuff yeah. like that. We got to oh. like funeral arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> well, this bury him in a box in the backyard with a cell phone. <laughs> exactly. And we're not asking for money from people. We will never put adverts on this stuff. So the only way you can support us, go to iTunes, subscribe and rate us, please. And then if you want to support us, you can go on We Are Geeks and you can send us an email. Send us something nice. It's your duty. Or you can just report, uh, email us directly with mail at wearegeeks.com. Mail at wearegeeks.com. Mm-hmm. Through wearegeeks.com, you can also go to all our social medias and our Twitch channel where we've got some cool things about to happen. So subscribe and future-proof yourself there. We have a show that's going up less and less at the moment, but we're still trying to get it back on track. It'll probably end up being, I think, every other week's show where we talk about topical video games and movies and things like that. Just called Geeks. And what else do we have going on? If you're on weirdgeeks.com, why not click on that little weird tessellate banner and you can head on over to our publishers. They're a production company run out of London, LA, and Tokyo. We're making our first feature film right now just called Starfish, which I wrote and directed. So don't worry. If you think we're giving these films shit, you can give our films shit in the future. Please shit on us. <laughs> if you dare. That means you watched it. I also have a new album coming out from my band Ghostlight. This is our first album in five or six years now. Uh, it's called Dive Dark, and we will be releasing a music video, which we're about to go shoot. Uh, Justin, you'll come with me, buddy. Woo! <laughs> uh, what else is going on? I think that's about it, actually. You can follow me on all the social medias as Mr. Al White. You can follow Katie. On Instagram at my dearest Watson. And I've decided that my, my whole 600th follower can get a special prize. Ooh. Is it a box? Might be a box. Is it a, my box. I like my box. Is it a Why would I give them your box? Lamont configuration <laughs> by Machante. Ma- Machante. Machante. Justin. I T S R A D L E Y. It's Radley. It is Radley. Who is this Radley that you speak it's of? It's I. Oh, it is I. <laughs> um, we will be back next Friday when we're going to be tackling Hellraiser Revelations. There will be no Doug Bradley. There will be some Gary Tunnicliffe, but will there and be? we will be dealing with a film that Dimension Films, in a sudden panic, realized, oh, wait, we're about to lose the rights to make any more Hellraiser movies. No. Is so this... it's three weeks. Oh, wow. They That's put more out, time than this guy had. They managed to write, get into production, and shoot an entire feature film for $350,000. Wow. Back then. Until so then, we're wait, out. Wait, is, getting so is this going to be a just gonna go revelation get at some point? Do we. I'm, m- I'm going to be something so drunk. Geeks. Um, geeksy. 